How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Debo has a special package, and now I'm getting concerned that when he's. Oh gosh. I'm ready to go. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All righty, Steiny and Guru, we are now joined by Willard and Dibs, and at some point, oh, we yeah. will get to the. What's bugging you segment brought to you by Octane yes. Pest Control. Uh, I can't wait. You want to do it right off the bat or you want to wait a minute? No, we do it at two. Yeah, let's oh, wait. Okay, yeah, 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 I think wait. you're right. Okay. Yeah. If we do it yeah. now, you'll leave it 202. He's already we'll, clocked in your face. Two-faced son of... No, we'll Dude, feel... don't look at me. Yesterday. I don't know why you take offense to this. Damn. We want you to stay. I, I know you do. And why you make... won't you stay? I'm Catholic, Mark. Jonas I've got a lot of guilt. Just go. Yeah, that was great. But here's what... That's a great album. Here's the part. Like I'm going to let people in on this one. I'll start singing Joe to see yeah. it. Is. So yesterday, yesterday, I send a text to the four of us, and I say, "Hey guys, it's a mo- it's I got my month post op, <laughs> yeah. and and I couldn't get the MR the yeah. X ray scheduled for any time after two two thirty is the latest I could go. So it looks like I'm gonna miss this last no, segment. No worries. No, what a fraternity. You send this dear John his letter. Fake, his I fake something was wrong. His oh. fake heart oh, just rankled me. He goes, "You will respond." I didn't give it a like. I gave it a love. Oh, I know. Yeah. Mark loved yeah. Steiny's message. He goes, "Do will it respond?" I oh, said he loved you it. Damn right he did. <laughs> he responded no. in kind. How are you guys an apology? You do? We're a fraternity and brotherhood here and family. Seriously. I run into FP at the Warrior game, bloop, and I just Whoop. interrupt your lives and send pictures that I didn't have to send, but I'm that guy that want my family to know. I'm with my brother, and it happened by accident. We're having a good time. So I apologize, no. Willard and Dibs. I got no, I mean, what's wrong Wait, with that? Did you send it via text? Yeah, I put a group message. See, Dibs doesn't even know that he got it. Oh, well, no, I, I got Dibs. I didn't get it. I responded right away. I didn't yeah. get it. But oh. my point is, I didn't have to send it no, to you're, you. You're right, it's not a group text. You just it, sent it to me. Okay. Uh-oh. Dibs, now you have to apologize. It, no, it again went to three other places. Evan got no, one. No, I thought yeah, I had no, you guys no, all good, on the same good. one. Uh, two twelve. Steiny's <laughs> gone. I'll see you at two twelve. Oh boy, Dibs, you know you my dude, man. No, I you put can, it on the group. One. You can send me joy anytime. Yeah, but, yeah. you guys are look at you. But Dibs, look I'm telling you. you, I thought I had you on there, so it was an error. That's why I'm apologizing. No runs, no drips, no errors. Another win for the Dubs. Shout out Krylon. Yeah, that was Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench. Just yeah, out of ourselves. That was that was yeah. back.
Yeah, so I guess I'm uh, I'm on the B team. I'm the Clay Thompson to you. I'm on the bench. Well, I got we'll still so pay many... you thirty. Hey. Well, <laughs> according to Guru, at least thirty. Huh? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. On a scale of one to ten, what do you think, Joe? What's on Joe Lacob's sentimentality meter? Do you think how oh, sentimental God. is he? Yes, not for, for is, life. Oh, he, the he... Warriors. Oh, he's a he's a six. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I'll take the under. I, I would take the under there too. The okay. There it depends no on if Clay says, you know, I'll play for 14, then the sentimentality goes to a nine. <laughs> that's true. If Clay says, I want 30, then the sentimentality goes to a so one. I would argue that's not sentimentality. That's business. But what is sentimentality when I, you are the billionaire owner of the Warriors? I don't think it's there, much. There's no such thing. Correct. So, so that's why I take the under. Right. Yeah, I don't think he's thinking that way at all. Um, I think that uh, here's how I would say it. The sentimentality breaks all ties. But if it's not a tie, there's no sentimentality. That. Well, didn't yeah. Draymond get some of that in his four four hundred? Stoddy disagrees. No, I, I, no, I Draymond is still a winning player. Yeah, I don't think that's sentimentality. I think that's that, like Steph Curry wanted Draymond to finish the, his career with him, so he stays. And Draymond still plays winning basketball more than Clay plays winning basketball. Do you that? This but might, if this Curry is, wants Clay here, he's going to be here. That I won't be, go. I won't go that far. Well, oh, yeah, I don't. And I don't, does Curry want Clay here? I like like he wants Draymond here. I don't know, Steph's not the GM. He's not the GM, but all things wink, do. wink. But well, yeah. they run through him. Right, okay, you you run things. And through And Clay's going to come across his desk. Hey, is it the most under discussed sound clip, and maybe the most under discussed thing I've heard through the last month of all this Warrior stuff? And I couldn't even tell you exactly when and where it was. But Steph, Steph at a press conference out loud said, "Clay Thompson is now adjusting to a new role." And and for that to come from Steph Curry, See, I missed that one. Right? Did everyone? I missed that one too. Did, I'm not saying. Did, am I making this yeah. up? I, Steph Curry, some point over the weekend, I think, or the, whether it was the All Star yeah. Week or it was coming out of it, getting ready from practice a couple of days ago, he made a reference to Clay Thompson adjusting to a new role, and I was like, wow, for that to come from Steph as opposed to Steve, and to speak about it as if. Right, like, like it's not, done. It's not done. something yeah. we're doing on right. a Tuesday. Man, I, I well, missed that. We're wheel. doing for the rest of the year, well, and that, maybe the rest of his career. That's what it. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what I hear when I hear that. That's fascinating. Yeah, boy, that that that's almost saying we're all starting to realize Clay will never be the same player. Uh, <laughs> like, right? It's one thing to think that, but I'm. There was a juncture in the game. I'm in the arena. He has zero points. And it's it's about and he had a good he passed, he facilitated. But Willard, no, the the clay experiences, he had thirty-five and he had zero, and you could tell it wasn't sitting well with him. So I had the clay cam on. Are we gonna see the slumpy shoulders? Or is he gonna just and I didn't see the, you know, but then he scored and there was just relief. You know, and again he had three, but it's three points. Yeah, it's just like thirty-five three, and he's that would be fifty tomorrow tonight. He's averaging nineteen a night off the bench. Yeah. It's going nineteen well. wow. He's averaging nineteen a night. But I I was more struck by what we heard he did pregame. Like Trace Jackson Davis's night was largely due to Clay. And and that wasn't on accident. That was an actual strategic approach that they talked about before the game. Uh, if if we are going to spend as much time as we have breaking down the mental health of Co- uh, of Clay Thompson and um, the frustration that that has led to for the organization mm. and fans, then when he gets benched and scores thirty five 
And the next game they have, he sits down a rookie and goes, here's what we're going to do. Like, we're gonna you're, you're gonna roll to the hoop. And, yeah. Oh, and, I, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna dish to you so that you can have a 17 point wow. night. That's pretty wow. healthy. Wow. I, I I love that from him. One for nine, be damned. Yeah. I feel like uh, the true test is gonna come on the road trip. I think when at a game games like last night, when you're at home and you're playing pretty well, boy, it's tough to it's tough to be a powder and a moper at home. When the, you got when the home, you roll. Yeah, yeah, when you when you when, when you're playing you pretty yeah, well, you're up by twenty. So yeah. you know, if, if let's say they go on this road trip and they, you know stub their toe in Milwaukee or you know whatever, and he's not playing well, can he do it then? You know, can he keep his head up then and and fight through it on the road? Because that's road's tougher. I I you, you gotta you gotta you gotta be an actor at home. Because that's wow. the worst. That's the worst look ever. If the Warriors are up fourteen against the kid, uh, whoever, and Pods is playing well, and you're over there moping, like we've kind of seen that at home. Yeah, that video of December thirteenth game. Remember, and he was letting and Dibs. He what? was going in on. Were, the, they, were they winning or losing that game? I think they were winning, but it wasn't a blowout. Yeah, I, I he just, was frustrated. Yeah, I just, yeah. you know, I'm look, pro Clay. You think? <laughs> No, I'm just, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I, yeah, and I know, I'm just telling you, man, it's gonna, if Curry doesn't want him gone, he's not going anywhere. And for Joe Lacob to say, gosh, Draymond Green is like a brother. Right. In that Kawakami piece, that just, I'm in the bed reading that like, okay, we can laugh or those are just words, but I get it. They, they've got, they built something. They've had experience. So Clay has none of that, you guys think? And no, they already offered him twenty four million. Right. And I don't think said, it'll be twelve now because you had a bad season. No, but it might be twenty. And if you're Joe Lacob and you're looking at where you are and, and job one is get below the yeah, apron yeah. and job two is get below the tax. And so you look at where that would be for Clay, that's probably twenty or twenty five at the most you're gonna give him. Right. And you know he's only getting two years from the Warriors, I think. And we just know, talked about that. Yeah, and I heard it and you're right, and cause Steph has two more and Wiggins has three more and Dre has three more or actually Wiggins has two more I think and a player option so like you're looking at two more for Clay so do you give Clay three and 60 or two and 50 if you were Lacob which one would you rather do you'd probably you'd probably rather do three and 60 mm. and then eat that third year and, and say all right Clay you know we can either we did good by we can either cut you for the 22 million or whatever that would be or we can keep you but I think job number one is to get down and get out of that repeater because if you're still in the repeater not only do you pay that exorbitant tax bill you lose a draft pick in 2029. Well, uh, the cynical brain... Would, First round pick, yeah. gone. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Cynical brain would also think this, and I didn't think of it until last night. And you don't do cynicism. I don't, which is why I was maybe really late to the party. Maybe you all thought of this last week. But uh, Clay coming off the bench could well keep him a warrior. Exactly. And, and I don't mean that because, oh, he's accepting his role. I mean that because there is a, a plausible scenario the rest of the way where his stats kill his financial. Uh, it's a great point. Yeah, and yep. and therefore, it, it, like if he if he has a bunch of if he has more three point nights the rest of the way, is Philadelphia coming with thirty million dollars oh, next season? Right. 
No. No. And so I wonder if the Warriors, I think there are multiple reasons for why they made this move, some of them more obvious than others. But I wonder if that didn't come up in their strategic conversations with this move. Because he's made some comments like, I'm all kind of like, it was a week ago, Ray Allen or Ginobili, I'm, I just got to perfect this role. And I was like, yep. oh, that's a, okay. And, and what does he say about it while they're winning 9 of 11? And man, you can't say a damn word. A word. Right. You can't say a and word. And I thought it was interesting what you guys threw out earlier. It might have been you, Steiny. I'd rather give credit to Guru, so I'm going to say that it was Guru. If no, you ain't mad at you. me no more. You were uh, on the thread, was, I thought. Yeah, the it, picture. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll text you right now, Dibs, <laughs> if it makes you feel better. I'm, no, I'm good, but yeah. I, I I'll thought that... I'll send you the picture that Goose sent me. The reason why Guru didn't text me is because uh, right now in our little domino thing, he is, uh, he's getting cuffed around right yeah. now. He, By the way, where have you going on words with friends? Uh, I played. I played moments ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's been about no, three or four days. Yeah, it had been. Oh, well, boy. Honestly, Dude. the only reason why I came back to words with friends was because you were laid up. So oh, gotcha. You're the only game I have going. Oh, so, wow. what a guy. Yeah. Like, Let me do the legal, and then you can do the your thing. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM, in HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Well, it is 2 o'clock, so yeah. I might as well get put in the back burner. Exactly. No, no, no. 2 o'clock is This feels like the way it should uh, be. Stand down. Yeah. Uh, Dibs. Mark, you got something to say. I'm sure. Go ahead. Oh, I was just wondering. How, how many right. was the good points? Yeah. How many oh, yeah. years? Somebody made. How many years till? this group is playing chess at an outdoor park picnic table. Five, Willard. I'm okay, going to go, thank I'm, you. I'm in, I'll, I'll say I'm go three to five. Words five. with friends? Oh, oh this I group. Mean, what on about is us? Well, first of all, it's a game that yeah, you is... You thought I'd think, Clay Thompson. Yeah, so did I. It's like mobile Scrabble. And, you know, I'm well aware of what it is. My 80-year-old mom plays <laughs> hey, it. Yeah, I, she does. This guy. Uh, this the guy. only person I Got know. Got an answer for everything. I, well, and he's... I don't even know how to play it, Willard. Sorry. God forbid. He hates business. on like a coach or a GM, but he'll come at no, me for being a no, good guy. No, you know, Farhan's uh, fine, but you. Ten years ago, anyway. I played words with friends with Steiny, and I actually met a listener who's become a really good friend. His name is Curtis Abbey. Oh wow, uh, big Kurt. And I've played many, many rounds of golf with Curtis. So Words with Friends actually led me to many friendships. Brings people together. I haven't played in six or seven years. And then Steiny was laid up with surgery. And I thought, how can I reach out to him during his time? Well, some of us think of our friends. but And I thought, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to get the app and I'm going to ask Steiny if he's still playing. Because I know he's really good at it. And I'm... I'm good, but not You're as good as him. No, you won more than me. No, no, no. You're Stiney. better than me at it. Historically, I think you were like... I'm under 500 against you. you. I know Incorrect. Uh, Incorrect. Look at us. Anyway. Out humil... Dude. The only thing older than playing words with friends is arguing about who's better at words with friends. The golden guy right now. I mean, what is happening? Let me bring it back to sports. Did you have a warrior point? And what's bugging you? We'd love to hear it. My warrior point. Oh, I tell you what's bugging me. It's coming. It pisses me off. I'll be honest with you. And I don't know which one of you did it. Somebody in this office did it. But that's coming up in two minutes. His point was, if you were Clay, would you rather get two and 60 with Philly or two and 55 with the Warriors or two and 50 yeah. with the Warriors? Yeah. That to me is interesting because if you're Clay, would you rather stay here, take a little bit of a haircut, sniff the sniff, and be the sixth man or go to a new destination and try to be new Clay somewhere else? I think it's less about the money and more about the role. Mm. Like, let's see what happens with 28 games and how he feels 
in terms of being a six man. Right. Like there are times, many examples, we all know them through history, the microwave. Like there are people who have been the six man who are also the man. Oh, like, man. You can, you can do Jamal things. Crawford. Right. Yeah. You can do things out yeah. of that role. So let's see, is it 35-point clay or three-point clay? What, what, right? right? Like which happens more so, over these last few games, and we'll see how he's blending with it. I know that usually athletes take the biggest offer. That's obvious. Right. But I can't imagine that five million bucks at this point in his that. career yeah. would send Clay to the East Coast for the remainder of his career. No unless, boat on the yeah. bay. Unless he sure. thought unless he thought that was either A a better role or B a better shot at another ring. Right. Even if it's ten million, I think you did two and fifty or two and sixty, I think was the scenario and yeah. I thought it's interesting, especially like what you're talking about, Mark. And he loves the ocean, and he loves the bay, and he's yeah. in Tiburon. And Philly? you've got a you situation talk about where mental health. Well, and you've got a coach Jeez. that you know. It's and on you've the got water. Teammates that you love, and I all got the a rest river of it. I so you think these 28 games? Chesapeake. I think the I think it's already defined if he's coming back or not. You, Steiny's like, oh, he's 28. Oh, there's back or not? Because Curry is, I feel like Curry's going to tap into what he tapped in with Draymond to where they had dinner with the owner. That's mm. just me. But it is kind of intriguing. Like, also, oh, he's kind of playing for his, his tenure in I a think sense. a lot of them are. Or the money. I, I think, called this, I I called this, I called this Warriors survivor two days ago, and I think everyone's oh, trying to not that. get voted off the island. And he's out there, like, there are very few who we know are not going to get voted off right, the island. Right, right. We You're, know Steph, Pajemski. Probably, probably Kaminga, um, but like all of these guys are 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 playing for a role here or someone else. Some some of them would probably like to be on a different team. Moses Moody, I, I bet you all okay. three of you may disagree with this, but I think I actually think if if the, the season ends and, I, and obviously how it ends is going to impact who's actually going to make him an offer. But like I actually think like the Pistons. I guess they have like sixty million in cap space. If the Detroit Pistons said, you know, if there's a free agent out there at tier one that they know they can get for thirty five, and they have enough to give Clay twenty five, yeah. I think Clay would go to Detroit uh -huh. for you know eighty million over three yeah. years and be actually do. Man. Yeah. Now if would they ever it. would they ever offer him that? They would have to think that they're much closer than anybody they else. They have no shooting. Yeah, but. I, I, I think it's know. about. I think it's about the money. I don't know because his that's, dad, like, I'm his dad has you know responded what? to this stuff on Twitter before. Champagne and nuts. Like, he's been consistent. He's yeah. a dub. Mark's former partner. He's a dub. He's a dub. Yeah, but he. I know, like. It's yeah. kind of interesting. He won't come on anymore. No, he ghosted you. Yeah. you no, know, he doesn't ghost me. Maybe I should reach. He texts, out. He texts me back yeah. within ten minutes like, every time, and he says. Say, I'm good. Nope. <laughs> and that's probably because it's smart. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, no, he knows. He knows why oh, we're okay. calling. All right, I hear you. He's so tapped in. Yeah, he's I yes, he's you. working for the Lakers, but he yeah. is he is one of the biggest family men I've ever yeah. met in my life, right. and he knows every damn thing that's going on with those right. boys. No doubt. He knows damn well what's being set up here. He don't want to come on here and, oh, is, he, is your son have an attitude? Does he have a mental health problem? Does he want to no, stay? No. He doesn't want to talk about that. What's Next he going to say? Right. Exactly. What's right. bugging you, Dave? Yeah, what's bugging you? Courtesy of Echo Pest Control. We're now in the crossover with Olden Dibs. We're doing it. What's bugging you? Well, who wants to start? I'll start. Okay, here we go. Because it, we, you know, we work in an office Dibs where uh, we have a new office and it's beautiful. And uh, we've gone from two floors to one. So now we have probably 80 or 90 employees working on one floor, which means we all share one bathroom. So. <laughs> 
you go in the bathroom and uh you know we're lucky enough to have a urinal and two toilets so is anyone else nervous right now i'm terribly nervous i'm so nervous you're my partner which is why i'm nervous but anyway go ahead you should be nervous i'm terrified somebody in our office and i'm assuming it's a male and i'm not trying to uh well you're in the men's bathroom right well could be a uh, non-binary individual who choose, chose to identify with this okay. gender and use that urinal. But you go to the urinal, this is about five days ago, and, you know, when you're about to do your business, yeah. you inevitably look down, and there's a piece of gum that somebody spat yeah, out yeah. into the urinal. That's not acceptable. And I'm looking at this, and I, and I look at it, and I go, you know what? <laughs> oh, this, this is somebody who's got no... No understanding for the person, the janitorial specialist who has to come in here, put on the glove, and grab that piece of gum out before they clean the urinal that is completely soiled by all of our DNA. And I thought, you know what? What insensitive, completely clueless individual would spit their gum out into the urinal to be whizzed upon day after day after day until our janitorial expert comes in and cleans it up and i thought you know what this is really bugging me and that piece of gum sat there day after day after day and you know we're all guys was it blue that's on me no see (laughs) i had gum during the show i had gum so you think it was me i didn't say that you smiled and evan looked and i smiled i had gum on air just yesterday so it wasn't me it was the day before i would never do that you're a person of interest it's very early it's very early in the process it wasn't me i'm the I fished it out, Shaggy. and it's now with the DNA lab, okay, so we'll have okay. answers. In I, pres- I, I promise I had gum on the show. You go, are you doing gum? I'm going to take a cue uh, from the 925. But we are, if you talked about us being a fraternity. Yeah. yeah. You know what? It's probably FP. Put the gum in the yeah, toilet. No, it wasn't me. <laughs> well, oh, thank you, man. Shaggy. Uh, yeah. I'll just say this. YouTube thinks uh, it's me. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It was a piece of white gum. And, and when was this? Well, now, why white this gum? This was about a week ago. Oh, yeah. So Guns I just had blue. the gum. You got to play the race card. Why you got to do that? I'm a gummist. I mean, it's gumism. I'll just say this. And, you know, we're all guys. And when you see something that's in the urinal, your instinct is to aim at it. <laughs> I mean, am I? Oh, that I, I got wrong? that problem. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like you're all okay. You're all right. Let's see if I can move. You know, let's see if I can get this thing yeah. all the way around clockwise, counterclockwise. This poor piece of gum. Yeah. And so our custodian and that's real, dude. He has to go in there yeah. and put on the glove. And it's like. He got it was Steve Wilkes. Dude. You, <laughs> you know I'm built for this. <laughs> oh, Whatever. you guys got a oh, sense. I, okay. I don't mean to make this yeah. non-sports, but that really bugged yeah. me. No, that's no, that is, there was me. nothing but truth, but that was also the most dibs what There's bugging no me. Doubt. I thought it was the trash that I'll was tell you in what, the bag. Farhan's inability no, to I want for you for, to not be so triggered yeah. by such things. Yeah. Dude, oh, wow. Just fire on the gum and move on with your day. Oh, be, I fired on yeah. it. Be be, you need more ignorance as yeah. bliss in your life. No, what, what I need. You do. No, because I think about people who actually have to do the I things know you that do. we and, won't oh, do. Oh, no, and that's beautiful. That's and, beautiful. And I know the guy who comes in. He comes yeah. in three no, days No, I love a week him. I say hello. We pound it out. Exactly. Uh, Great I'm going to go next. And Can I go next? Like, to the urinal? <laughs> no, to the, what's bugging me? So, oh, yeah, please uh, go ahead. Those no. are so, <laughs> sensations. We have friends and family, and I just, I'm in this market, I'm in this medium, what we do radio, and I'm just, I love all my friends and family. 
but they think they're program directors. So this goes out. This is personal to my buddy Hawk, who tells me and gives me guru analytics during the crossover that I don't get enough shots. Oh, God. And I tell Hawk, I'm coming out four hours, Hawk. Sometimes you got to pick. They're not doing, they're, they're passing me to Rock, Hawk. But he'll send me a text on my analytics that I don't get in enough. And I feel like I'm Russell Westbrook on this thing. So we go back at it. And I'm like, Hawk, I'm okay, brother. I'm getting my touches. So just for the wannabe PDs out there, you don't know. You're not right all the time. Be real with me. Does he take shots at me? Oh, I'm, no, no. I no definitely shot. take more than my no, 25% but we're share coming out four hours. Mm-hmm. I need you to yeah. do it. All right. Yeah, so, Hawk, I love you. Your Just heart's saying. in the right place. But it's like, come on, Starty. I'm Dude. fighting you four hours. Yeah. I'm fighting too many battles. Dude, you're Dude. fighting for your life. Yeah. Dude. Dibs is like, I get four words an hour. Why are we Dude. worried about Guru? Yeah, poor Guru doesn't what? get to talk enough. Yeah. <laughs> now he's half asleep over there. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. He's thinking the words. I got people friends. in my keep it moving. Oh boy, go ahead, Mark. <laughs> I am go? ready to go. If you're right, and, and I'll be fire. Quick. I have my annual physical this morning. Oh, and, this and, is awesome. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not. We're not gonna go into into anything. No metrics. No, I'm not gonna. Yeah, <laughs> Were you like, asked to cough? Uh, no, I was oh. not. Oh. Uh, everything is looking good. They'd maybe like me to put some chia seeds in the smoothies. Other than that, okay. we're re- we're doing fine. Yeah, we're Love doing a, a very yeah clean bill. Uh, knock on wood, feeling good uh, in the neighborhood. Uh, here's what I want to know. And do you guys know who Nate Bargatze is, the comedian? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I do. Yeah. One of my favorites. I'm going to go see him for the second time in my life here in a few months. And uh, he's got a whole bit about this. What is that form that you need to fill out every time you go? And why don't they have it on file? But here's the next thing. Today was a new experience for me. Because I did this here in the office yesterday. So you know what I'm going to do? Because they always call, they call you all week. Right. <laughs> you could pre-check in. You could pre-check. So I, I do go, it. You know what? I'm going to do it. And I spent 15 minutes on the phone answering every question you could possibly imagine about me and every relative I've Let ever response? had. Hep A, Hep B, <laughs> Hep C. Submit. <laughs> We're done. I arrived right on time today, sir. Will you please put this mask on? I said, absolutely. I didn't know we were still doing that, but you got it. Put the mask on. And then they go, would you please fill out this that, form? Oh, no. Man. No. And I was like, at first, I was like, it's such I, a bummer. I, right? It's, Except for here's what was weirder. It was such a. You want to know what was on the form? Will you please write what's your name? Oh. What doctor are you seeing? Oh, man. What date is it? Sign. You have that info. You made the appointment. Totally. I need to tell you what doctor works here. Why do they force you to sign (laughs) something every time? Totally. They don't even know how to start an appointment unless they give you a clipboard. I'm like, you're good. Can we just do this? I got kids at home (laughs) and places to be. Anyway, that's it. I love it. That's it. Yeah. And your, your physical is good. Everything was yeah. fine. What you got, Was they're there good. a glove involved? <laughs> yeah, there are two. Oh, boy. Tank. What's bugging me, I would say, <laughs> You haven't is... left yet is what's bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> we know that's a strong answer. Really good. What's, I guess what's bugging me is this uh, is, is a notion that I think that is well, way overstated that Steph's running this team. And whatever Steph wants goes. I I just I think Joe like Steph. This is what we're thinking. 
What do you think you're thinking? But this notion that if Steph wants this, it will happen. And like, I don't, I don't think it's like that. Mm. I, I don't like, I don't, if the Golden State Warriors decide they want to move off Clay for whatever reason, Steph can't save him. Like, you can't make Joe Lacob pay a guy if he and Mike Dunleavy don't think that's best for the franchise. I'm not saying I'm get. Because Bob Myers said it on the yeah. on the show. Oh, we, I, we go through Steph. Well, I he, get yeah. to, I, you can go through Steph, yeah. but that doesn't mean he's running the show. He's just a he's an important voice. So nice. All right, Jim. Yeah, man, I had a great time. Yeah, this Jim, you were this supposed to be on there, brother. And I'm going to send it to you yeah, anyway. Whatever. No, you don't have to. I already did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And who's the bald it. guy in the middle? Oh, Frank. 49er Frank. 49er Frank. Yeah, it is 49er Frank. He came right. out to our venue, uh, yeah. San Leandro at the bar. So it's yeah. FF and FP. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, he must yeah. have been on that thread. All right, Jets, yeah. have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you uh, Monday yeah. or Guru will do it several times over text. Have a good weekend. Steiny. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you steam. It's Willard and Dibs <laughs> on 95.7 The Game. All right, um, Operation Keep Clay is off to a pretty good start, wouldn't you say? But well, I also depends on if you want to give him the uh, the vet men, uh, um, Captain Vet Men, totally. Maybe maybe a new owner of the nickname. I, I think there's a bigger question though today. I think that it, it will, Clay will come up organically in this conversation. Chris Mannix is going to join us on the show. He's fantastic, and he wrote about the Warriors today. Um, I'm actually still trying to figure out the whole Sports Illustrated thing. Can anyone help me with that? Like, I thought it was over. I thought it was dead, yeah. and then there's still like, like you'll see something post on Sports Illustrated. I'm totally confused, but whatever. Maybe we'll ask Chris that. Uh, Chris is coming on at 4.15, a couple hours from now. He's great. Um, you believe in this or not? What are, what are we watching right now? What's happening? A drive to a championship, Mark. <laughs> I mean, okay, okay. I'm, I'm already looking at when the, the parade would be. So I can uh, arrange my Hawaiian vacation around it. Mm-hmm. Because I thought that June would be a clear run for me. Take a week off. Go to Hawaii with the wife and the baby. You know, she flies free until she's two. We're trying to squeeze this one in there. That's a good call. And, Big uh, summer for you coming yeah, up. Yeah, you know, end of August. 
she turns two, and all of a sudden, you know, her flights will no longer be free. Mm. So I'm thinking about a June trip, but now yeah. we may have to push this thing to July, yeah, Mark, you because are, you are no longer free to move about the country. No, yeah. no. Now you're going to cost me an arm and a leg, depending on which airline and God, bag fees. May I'll do that next Friday. Flights. What the hell? Dude, like you can't bag fly down and, the street for less than $400 right now. And the other one now is because uh, we're looking at uh, possible spring break lodging. Out of bed. And it's, uh, you know, for example, we're looking at maybe Monterey doing an aquarium run. Why are you talking about spring break? She's one. You don't have spring break. No, my wife's a teacher. Right. Okay. So, yes. That's got it. And got the it, baby's got it, got it. the baby. So the baby goes <laughs> where we go. Big <laughs> baby. They're all spring. She baby's going baby. spring breaks. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Okay. Her, her entire life exactly. is a vacation. Totally. Uh, but, you know, you look to book a place and it's like book, book, book. resort fee, local fee, holiday oh, fee, it's it's booking it's fee. So it's like, oh, 300 bucks a night. And then you 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 uh, you cash out. It's like 980. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened to 300 a night? Yeah. Yeah. So. We're not uh, going anywhere. KOA. Campground. No, but what are we watching? We're what watching we? a championship you're, you're, team. No, but you're being facetious. You're being facetious. Like 888-957-9000. No, no really. What, what, are we, what are we looking at? Because I, 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 know how, I know how we could do this. You can go, hey, 9 of 11. I heard Andrew Wiggins say it last night. Granny, do we, do we have the Wiggins? At some, take your time. I know you're, you're building the board right now. You say he spoke? And he he spoke and he said something that I remembered potentially for the first time in his career. Dang. Andrew Wiggins said we are building something potentially special. He said those words. This this might be we have figured something out and it might be special. It was something like that. Right. But yeah, he said it. And the other, the cynicism well, that's nice. You beat the Lakers without LeBron. He was there. He was there. And two and two of their other really good players. Like, you beat Anthony Davis, who apparently uh, couldn't hear or something. Did you hear all this? Like, no. Yeah. No. Something was wrong with it. I'll look it up. Something okay. was wrong with his ears or something like that. Dang. And uh, Swimmer's it, ear? Yeah, something. Anyway, they asked him if it affected his defense. He's like, yeah, it did. Okay, fine, whatever. So how soft can you be? Okay. Um, I mean, I, I'm sorry. It just no. There was something. There right. was something. It, it affected the defensive rotations. Apparently, I'm reading the Chris Mannix headline, and this is what makes me think that maybe people are more on board than the average fan. Mannix, Warriors believe in themselves, comma maybe you should too. So when I say NBA championship, here we go wins the parade. Yes, I'm being a little bit facetious. I'm being a little sarcastic. However, I do think what they're doing, what they're putting together, the rotation, the way guys are playing, Clay off the bench, not a great night last night, but you still won easily going away. I mean, TJD contributing, Pods contributing. They've got 10 to 12 to 9 to 11 to 13 guys who are all contributing. This team looks like they're more lively than we would have thought a month ago. He lost his voice, by the way. It wasn't his ears. Oh, okay. He lost his voice, so no one else. He couldn't talk to anybody. He lost his voice. Screen left. Yeah. <laughs> Screen left. Doc, Doc, Doc Rivers is like, what are you talking about? Right. I, like, I don't even know what that means. That's a three. So, um, yeah. May, maybe this was just a night. And, and, and guess what? Spoiler alert. You're going to feel even better tomorrow morning. They're going to crush Charlotte tonight. Ah, you never know. They're going to kill them. 
They're going to crush Charlotte tonight. They should, but they'll you, win. They'll win. I don't know if they'll crush them. This I don't even year know, we've been know. set up. To, I know. I mean, this year has been a setup to many of these they shoulds, and then they don't. So I hope I wake up tomorrow and it's you know one twenty two one oh one cool, and you know Clay again three points off the bench. Who cares? What are we looking at? What are we watching right now? We're looking at a team that is dangerous. I don't want them to be dangerous. I well, hate I, I hate that. That that's such a that's such an adorable thing to call a team. They're not gonna be the hunted. The Sac- they are the hunter. The Kings are dangerous. They're not anymore. Well, yeah, they are. They're dangerous. I don't think they're as dangerous as the yeah. Warriors are. They're the same thing that they've always been. They were the three seed last year, but they were like a game and a you know, a game but or two. But they weren't better. dangerous. They, well, no, but they, they were, were unproven. They're talented. They can get hot from three. They're campy and quirky and all right. of those little things. And they thought that they were big boys, and they're not yet. But they're dangerous. Like, the fact that they had the experience that they had last year, in theory, would help them this year. What if they do go against Oklahoma City in the first round? That would be interesting. I don't think the Warriors are dangerous. I want You don't swagger into the building if you're dangerous. That means somebody's looking at you like, better mind your P's and Q's. Watch out. They could get hot. No, 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 no. You should, like, are, is it still possible, this is what I'm asking, that the Warriors this year walk into a playoff series and they're not, high. we're dangerous. No, we're the Warriors, and we are still a pretty similar version of what we have been at before at times. Well, they're two things in the same to me, because if you get the seven seed, and you go up against OKC, let's just say the 2-7 matchup in the first round, I would bet you the odds are damn near even money on OKC or Golden State. And this is something maybe we can ask your uh, your odds maker, homie, sure. about I'll in terms him. of you know matchups. And if they get the 8, and you face Minnesota in that 8-1 matchup, they might be darn near even money in a 1-8 matchup. So that's why I say the Warriors could be dangerous because their record will not be indicative of just how far they could possibly go as an eight as a seven etc i look at the west right now and i think about the dangerous teams denver at the four phoenix at the seven and the warriors in the ten those teams to me are dangerous yeah minnesota okc those teams are good the clippers are they're a puzzle and i think that they're still going to win the nba title but they have to go out there and show it New Orleans, you're not ready. Dallas, you don't have enough. And Sacramento, you're adorable. And the Lakers, I'm not buying it. I am looking right now at conference championship odds. Okay. I have every NBA team and their percentage chance to win their conference. So this is just to go to the NBA finals. What do you think the Warriors' percentage chance is to win the Western Conference this year? I would say, and I don't know what percentage chance, but I would say they have the fifth best odds as a 10 seed. In the West? Yes. One, two, three, four, five, six, Mm. seven, Mm. nine. Oh. No, 10. 10. 10th best odds? 10th best odds. Probably like 20 to 1. 3%. Okay, which is probably 3%. 30 to 1. And by the way, this it's possible that what I'm looking at was prior to last night's action. Oh, no, 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 no. I stay, no, that's up to the minute. Is that DraftKings? Uh, it is uh, playoffstatus.com. All right. Yeah. Let's go ahead and wave off that buzzer. Why? No, this is these are odds. 
Playoffstatus.com? These are not... Give me the big boys. They're not betting odds. They're, okay. they're probability. Right. They're analytics. Like three, Nate Silver? Three, <laughs> 3%. 3% chance to, uh, to win the Western Conference. Okay. I, I get that all of us would sit here and go, oh, I'll take that bet. We're all biased. We all have emotions that are involved in this. I get it. Um, I just wonder, as we sit here today, what has what has happened recently done to your belief, if you will? Because there's so many things that come off of this. It doesn't matter what we think today as far as whether the Warriors are dangerous, going to make the playoffs, yeah. going to put the fear of God into the Minnesota Timberwolves or any of that stuff. That, that, that's, that's not relevant. Um, what is relevant is when you look at this basketball team, what are you seeing that's different and how does it affect what they do? Warriors survivor. 28 games to go. It it all affects it. And I'm looking at the FanDuel odds, and interesting that the top two seeds, OKC and Minnesota, are tied for third in the odds to win the Western Conference. Denver and the Clippers are both above them. The Warriors are seventh. Seventh, Even though they're the 10th seed. Yeah, Lucas just pulled it. 23-1. Where'd you get that? Uh, from uh, FanDuel, FanDuel, FanDuel.com. Yes. That is accurate. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So there's your odds, not your analytics. Yeah, 23 to 1, which is roughly about close 4.5%. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which, um, you know, I wonder how that changes if they roll Charlotte tonight. Okay. Bet it now. Oh, What's the number? You got a number? No, but I would guess it's uh, 10 in the hook. Um, I'll look that up. I'll look so that up. So lie. Yeah, 888-957-9570. What are we looking and at? Half. What are we looking at? What are we looking at right now? What are you looking at? <laughs> I'm looking at you. <laughs> um, I'm looking at Dibs from Willard and Dibs. I feel like I just found a good rhythm. You know, I found a good rhythm. Putting in work, practice, getting extra shots up, just, you know, feeling good about myself. You know, and the team is rolling right now. We're all playing together, playing the right way, and, you know, we're figuring something out that could be special. Bay Area, it's Draymond Green. And you're listening to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. That was Andrew Wiggins. 14 seconds of Andrew Wiggins. Um, Andrew, as soon as that quote was over, he, out of sheer exhaustion, collapsed to the floor. (laughs) He had never spoken for 14 consecutive seconds before in his life. Uh, but we're told everything's okay. Man, the Warriors had plenty of team personnel on the scene and helped Andrew recover from his Herculean effort in the post-game press conference. I see him listed tonight as questionable slash press conference. Right, so that's rare that you see that. We're talking about Anthony Davis losing his voice. Don't right. ask Andrew to say anything tonight. He is out of words. I do think that what he said is interesting in terms of where they see themselves versus where the fans see the Warriors because they see themselves as here we come. Of course they do. Like a horse at the top of the stretch <laughs> when you're you're he's a horse. You know, the horse is four wide and he you know comes around and, and turn for home yeah. and the horse is sixth. But the jockey hasn't even gone to the whip yet, and he's got that run in the four path, and it's like, oh man, look at the seven horse. In this case, the ten, not ten horse. And then you get in the stretch, and you get deep stretch, and then all of a sudden, whoa, you know, you get to the quarter pole, the sixteenth pole. This horse has a chance. So let's focus on just those words. How many words is it? We're figuring something out 
that could be special. Eight words. Yeah. You believe him? Yes. Do you agree with him? I do. I do. Now, special, it does not mean sure. we're going to be champions. But to me, special means we're going to win of the last 29. You're now 1 0. You got 28 to go. Let's say that they can finish up 19 and 9, which means you go 20 and 9 in the last 29, and you get a 7, and you win the play in, and you go out and you beat the two. And you get into the the Western Conference semifinals. That to me would be special. Um, I agree with you, and not special as it pertains to what we've been through with the dynasty, because that's an unfair bar for this team to reach. But for me, special would be you're playing basketball in May. In May, because the regular season ends about April eighteen, nineteen, twenty. And then that first round seems to take forever. Some of this is more functional than emotional, I think. The emotional side to this is, oh, what Andrew said. They figured something out. Right. They are a cohesive unit. They are loving on one another, and everybody has figured it out. Um, Snap-a-doodle-doo. Here we go. It's Warrior Basketball. The other side to this, and a very good friend just texted this point into me, and uh, he's not wrong. Uh, the Warrior schedule stinks the rest of the way. They've got a bunch of crappy basketball teams on the yeah, schedule. Third easiest in the association. They're like You can glance at what's going to happen between now and the end of March, and the San Antonios and the Charlottes and the Memphises are just flying off the page at me. Yeah. Those are wins. Those are wins. Now you got two Charlottes. you got you, two Charlottes. you got three San Antonios between ooh. now and the, and the end of March. Yep, yep. Right? Actually, in the month of March, you got three San Antonios. Right. You get a home and home with the Spurs. Okay. Right. You got a Bulls in there. You got a Jordan Poole in there. You got a Chicago Bulls in there. Um, let's see. What else? A Memphis, I mentioned. You got a Memphis in there. You got a couple of Dallases. Those are interesting. Yeah. You see what you see there. Um, and sure, sprinkle in the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. And there's a trip to Boston next week. Um, you got to play the Knicks twice at both places. That's a solid basketball team for sure. Um, right as you get into April, well, there's Houston, Utah. Look who you end the schedule with, Portland and Utah. Yep. I can look at this schedule right now, and if the Warriors just beat the Cupcakes, that's it. Just the Cupcakes, you're playing 500 ball. You're playing 500 right. ball the rest of the way just with cuppy cakeies. If you just steal a few, if you just steal a few here and there, yeah. if we say half of those 28 are cuppy cakeies. I just counted 13, okay. so that's a fair ballpark. So in those other 15 games, win six. Right. And there's your 20 and nine that yeah. everyone's hoping for to, to, to finish the season. And that gets you to 47 wins, and now, that gets you sniffing the six. Now, are you healthy? Are you healthy? You're all right now, yeah. and you see what happens. Nine of eleven, so they got. Well, is stay. he healthy? Sure, sure. Well, uh, there's others. Yeah, Dr- Draymond's got to be a part of this. Yeah. Um, and, Although, and, when you look at the games that he missed, they were about five hundred. Yeah. In games that everyone's but, missed, they've been about five hundred. Right, but I think not anymore. When you look at who they are right now, this is no longer a team that's going to play five hundred basketball if healthy. And I think there are other keys, not just stuff. I think Draymond is one. Yeah. I think Wiggins is one. I think Pajemski is one. Like they, they need these people. Um, Clay's probably furious that I didn't just mention his name. I'm sorry, Clay, but like, right, like that. That's that's kind of how. 
That's how I see this right now. Well, and- would you name Pajemski before you named Clay? Yes. And I mean, yes. I was hoping that you would pause a little bit longer before you answered, but the the point of that question is there's no pause needed. So not only did you answer pods over Clay, it took you 0.7 seconds to answer that and you're not wrong. Yeah. No no question. He does more. He does a lot more. I'm not saying he's not a better shooter. He's not more explosive. But what you can count on him to bring, like, here's how I would separate. And again, just right now, today, I would separate Brandon Pajemski and Clay Thompson like this Clay is a tremendously helpful player when he's shooting well. Brandon is a tremendously helpful player. Sentence over. Right, right. He shot 3 of 12 last night. Tremendously helpful. Clay was 1 of 9, and he was helpful, no, but not tremendously helpful. Not tremendously helpful. The rebounding, yeah. the, uh, you know, the, the, the passing. The defense. The defense. All of that stuff. Last night was a perfect example of what you're saying, because they both offensively were not good. And yet, Pajemski did more in terms of rebounding, defense, and all the intangibles. I, now, now, I love that Clay Thompson went into last night's game thinking pass first. I love that. I love that. That's actually probably Clay's best bad shooting game in the last two years yeah. in terms of the way Good he point. affected the game. So that's great. And 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 if you if you can get more of that, Clay thinking about things on the court beyond his shooting – that's a huge win, and I think that's even that's part of what Wiggins is. Uh, that's part of what he's saying. Figuring something out, it does feel like roles are coming into place. Feels like roles are coming into place, which is why I will also rebirth what I said yesterday. My concern and the return of Chris Paul, because roles are being defined, and he's not a part of it. And I don't want him to come in and undefine the roles again. Well, he will be a part of it. And that's where yeah. Steve oh. Kerr, that's why Steve Kerr is the best in the business, is because he's going to figure out a way to make Chris Paul a part of it. And I also think that based on what we've seen from Clay this year and Steve being able to tell Clay, look, Clay, you're not going to start anymore. You're going to come off the bench and being able to make that okay. And remember, he was able to go to Chris Paul at the beginning of the year and tell Chris Paul what his role was going to be. And I mentioned this back in September and October. Chris Paul had never come off the bench as an NBA player, ever, in his life. He had never come off the bench. And Steve was able to get to Chris Paul and say, this is your role, you're coming off the bench. So if he sees Chris Paul as a 12 or 15 minute a night guy now based on what we're doing. Thumbs up. Steve's going to be able to sell that to him. I if agree. Steve thinks he's 24 to 28 minutes a night, then that's well, what Chris will do. But if it doesn't work out for Chris, then Steve will be able to get to Chris and say, we're going to scale you back because Brandon's better, Clay's better, Lester's better, etc. Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you're saying, but Chris Paul and Clay Thompson are in different positions. I don't know how many things need to be sold to Chris Paul in terms of his role. I don't know what was really promised on the way in. He's 38 years old. They're 9 of 11 without him. Um, Chris is going to do whatever the hell they tell him to do. Um, and I think from a mental standpoint, because of where he is at his in his career and, and the fact that he doesn't have this history with this team, there's just not a lot to say there. 
Clay's mental side needed to be massaged for a lengthy period of time. A lengthy period of time. And I don't I don't blame him for that. This is a Hall of Fame player. He, he has a nickname right next to Steph Curry. The idea of moving him to a bench role, um, the injuries he's been through, this is one unbelievable set of mental gymnastics. And so I don't blame Clay for that, and I credit him for sort of a, what it looks like arriving where he's arrived. But it had to go through that. That had to be a process. When Chris gets healthy, 25 games to go, Teams humming, you look at Chris and you just say, "Bud, this is what we're doing," and and I, I don't want to really like. I'm not saying Steve would do it this way. This is what we're doing. There does not need to be a discussion about. Well, this. Steve already had that discussion, and that was my greater point about Steve Kerr is when Chris Paul came in, he had that discussion with Chris in terms of what he was going to do and his role in this team and what that was going to be. So when he comes back now from injury, that conversation is an easy one because Chris Paul has already come off the bench. And if the conversation now is, gee, Chris, uh, Pods has turned into I mean, Chris sees what Pods has done. Sure. Chris is not coming back thinking, all right, Brandon, cute little run, nice little impact, (laughs) but it's my time. 38-year-old CP3 is here. Chris Paul, he's the point god, and he's a smart player, and he knows what this team has done without him. So I don't think he comes back expecting to get 28 to 32 minutes. And no. I'm sure Steve Kerr will have the the appropriate conversation and say, okay, this is where we are. This is where I see you. And, you know, if you play well, you might be able to get back to where we were. But right now we're humming. And I'm not even against him closing some games because of the way the Warriors have closed games this year. Right. They're terrible at it. And so I definitely think Chris can be kind of a standby for the closing lineup. And if I'm Steve Kerr, that's one thing I would do a little bit quicker when there's seven minutes to go in the game and you're up by 11 and it starts going sideways, like react, react, know that it's going to keep going right? because it's happened so many times. And I would use Chris for that role in emergency break glass and, and, and put Chris Paul in because he's a stabilizer like that, but he's also not much of a rebounder. And I, I, I tend to feel like when they're blowing things in the fourth quarter, that's the number one answer on the board as to why. And Pajemski is is not just their best rebounding guard. He's one of their best rebounders, period, period. end yeah. of sentence. Right. So um, Randy and Milpitas. Hey, Randy, you're on with Willard and Dibs. Love to take all your calls today. What's up, Randy? Hey, gentlemen. How are we doing today? What's up? Hey, so I wanted to follow up, um, you know, a couple quick recap things that I uh, saw last night. Um, you know, I saw the Warriors run. You know, it's the first time in a while that I've seen them get after the ball um, on both ends of the floor. Yes, their turnovers are always going to be an issue, even during the championship runs. Um, but one thing that I noticed last night was they were passing up good shots to make the great shots, right? And that really opened up the floor uh, for a lot of our shooters. You know, even though Clay had an off night, um, you know, Steph was able to come through, Paz was able to come through, um, you know, and uh, allowed a lot of our other guys to really spread the floor. Um, that being said, um, uh, you know, let's just fictitiously talk about, you know, getting into, you know, 
uh, six, uh, six seed, seven seed, were played in late, you know, um, against some of the, the juggernauts like the Nuggets. Do you guys foresee our bigs, Saric, TJD, Draymond, and Looney being able to handle, uh, you know, a seven-game series with the Nuggets or someone with another power forward slash center that could really take over the game? That's a really good question, uh, Randy. I, I, it's a very fair question because let's not forget – how things ended against the Lakers last year. We did not walk away from that series at the time. Maybe we were wrong, but I don't think most of us walked away from that series going, "Eh, Warriors aren't good enough. I think we walked away and said, Warriors aren't big enough. I think we felt like that was a matchup issue. Yeah, And maybe we were being myopic to a certain degree, but the Lakers weren't a great team last year either. I think the Warriors would have gotten beaten by Denver also had they defeated the Lakers and moved on. But I didn't walk out of the Lakers series and go, God, they just can't play with that team. I felt like they couldn't rebound with that team. And, uh, yeah, Randy's right. There are... There are some teams. It's interesting now. I'm listening to Gary St. Jean this morning with Bonte and FP, and he's like, the old adage is that a good small team beats a good big team because there's a matchup disadvantage at the other end of the floor too. So that Minnesota-Denver idea, I don't know. I know what it looked like at the beginning of the year, and the Warriors couldn't handle it. But they're a different team now, and would they be – uh, they're a little bit more prolific offensively. Would they be able to tilt that "quote unquote" disadvantage in the other direction? Best thing I can say is maybe. Right, and, I do think that that adage is a little bit uh, dated because maybe. now in Minnesota's different because they're big guys. Like Rudy Gobert is a classic old school big, but Carl Anthony Towns is a seven foot two guard. He doesn't play like your traditional big. So the idea of that adage where a good little team beats a a good big team doesn't really fit when you've got big players who can play like small players. And Anthony Davis at times can play little. He can go out on the perimeter and he can cause problems out there. You know that the Joker, he doesn't play like a six foot eleven, two hundred and eighty pound back to the basket big. He plays like a small forward the way he goes about it on the perimeter, scoring at all three levels. So the adage I don't think necessarily fits in terms of classic bigs and classic smalls. I do think that Minnesota is a team, though, that can be neutralized based on their two bigs because Rudy Gobert, go ahead and leave him open yeah, exactly. on offense. I'm not worried about him. And I listen, even though he's undersized, even up to this minute, if you gave me like three, say you could have three or four players in the NBA that you want guarding Carl Anthony Towns or Nikola Jokic, one of my selections will be Draymond Green. Yeah, I don't care that he's six six. Sure, six seven. Air quotes. He's whatever. Six five. Whatever. Maybe. Whatever. Like that's that's one of the guys I would pick. And the Warriors have him, and he seems to be maybe in the best headspace he's been in in two years. Yeah. Is that probably accurate? Maybe even more, because I know they won a title less than two years ago, but don't forget what was going on in those playoffs. He was he was admittedly struggling at times dealing with the voices, uh, Boston's crowd, all of that. Like he said at times, they got to me. Yeah, I feel like, and uh, maybe it's too early to say this, but the things that we were concerned about in December and January where we were questioning the future of Draymond's career and whether or not it was time for the Warriors to move on, look, this is still a relatively small sample, 
But, dude, since he's come back, he's crushed it. He's crushed it on he's every, been amazing. not just basketball. Like, he has found that tiny little path of, I'm going to have my head totally screwed on straight. I'm going to be aware. I'm not going to get into the officials, but I'm still going to poke enough at the opponent to tick them off. It's been impressive. It's been absolutely what you want him to be at his best. And there's a certain amount of freedom that comes with being at the end of the rope where, you know, it doesn't matter now what he does in, in as far as like if you have another incident, well, now you're probably gone for the rest of the year or maybe longer. So there's a certain amount of freedom that comes with being at the at the end. Like when you're playing golf totally. and you know you play the front nine and you, you shoot a 52, it's like, okay, who cares? I'm not going to set my own personal record. Just go out and play. And then all of a sudden you go out and you play and you make a couple of pars and you sneak in a birdie and it's like, okay, good back nine. You're playing free. There's no pressure. You're not thinking about the what if. And Draymond's got four rings and now he knows that the next time he does anything, it might cost him his career. So just don't do that. Take that part of it out and just go play. You can still be the Draymond that you want to be. And Steve even said to us, and I'm sure he said it to Draymond even more forcefully, I still want you to agitate and talk to officials and advocate for calls. Just stop hitting people. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, it is. But Could you it, just stop hitting people, please? You, I mean, do everything you want to do. Oh. Just stop hitting people. No, but also, also, like, just be a little bit more aware with the refs. Sure. Just be a little bit more aware of how you talk to them, when you talk to them, how loud it is. Um, how intimidating it is. Like, just right. Right, be aware of that. But even the Nurkic thing, when he played him again, and Nurkic scored on him and did the you're so little, and then Draymond scores back, and he slams the floor, like, yeah, that's how little I come am. On, come on. That stuff is all good. That's great. But it wasn't getting in his face and like, oh, I don't know, choking him out. I always feel like certain personalities, um, and this is true, and this is why parenting, for example, that's my you know world, that's why it's so damn hard. Everybody, oh, every human, good God. <laughs> every human needs something different to get the best out of them. This is, again, like, why do you back up the coaches all the time? Because it's hard. Because it's hard. And what we as fans ask of them is often not possible. Hey, Kyle, know which play will work every time. And know which players will go the wrong way. Like, okay, hey, Steve, you got to know when Wiggins is going to shoot the ball and it's not going to go in before it happens. Okay, like, seriously, what are we talking about here? Steve Kerr has actually done an unbelievable job this year. If you really want to step back for a minute and take a look at what's been asked of him and what's been needed of him. And Draymond Green, as the example we're talking about right now, what gets the best out of people is different for every person. And maybe Draymond is one of these people. I know a few. I'm not one of them, but I know a few, and there's nothing wrong with this. Some people will not get in line until they really, truly believe and have been shown this is your last chance, and we're not budging anymore. And Draymond, I think, with an indefinite suspension, finally believed that. I think he has lived his entire career with, sure, 
What are you going to do about it? Stop me. What are you going to do about it? And the league and the Warriors have been rightfully criticized at times for being soft with Draymond. Okay, Draymond, don't punch a teammate. Like, we're not going to suspend you or do anything at all, but, but that was bad. Don't do that. Well, you're telling the person you can do whatever you want and there's not going to be any ramifications. The NBA finally did something that made Draymond go, okay, hey, you have my attention. Man, the team didn't do that two years ago. Correct. Correct. And the league did. And it worked. So far. I think he believes it now, don't so you? Far, so, don't, good. Yeah, so far. Yeah, watch him watch him tonight. Just as a fellow anger management the nuts as a fellow anger management survivor, yeah. it is a day to day battle. No doubt. No doubt. Always. Isn't everything? We're presented by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. 888-957-9570. What are we watching? Andrew Wiggins says we have figured something out and it might be special. Do you believe him? Chris Mannix in a little bit over an hour on Willard and Dips. I'm angry, Jeff. That's awesome. Hashimura throws it outside to Russell. Goes in and it's rejected by Jackson Davis. Ball to Clay Thompson. Thompson on the break. Back to Jackson Davis. Hit traffic and lays it in. Has this guy had a good four minutes? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Loving points. Couple rebounds. A block shot. Wow. Hey, Dub Nation, it's Trace Jackson Davis, and you're listening to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. I just got to say about TJD, and I don't, listen, I don't discriminate. I love the uniqueness of certain people. Trace Jackson Davis, when he talks, it sounds maybe, it's kind of like he's an insurance salesman. Do you have that again? Like, he's so, like a librarian or like a... He sounds like a teacher. This is a college professor. Very precise yes. with his language. Trace Jackson Davis. Let's hear a little more TJD. Hey, Dub Nation. It's Trace Jackson Davis. And you're listening to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Took his time with that. He really did, and I bet he did it in one take. Exactly. Exactly. He's money. Cash him out one time. 24-year-old rookie, Mark. Right. He's 24. Like, he was four years old when Kaminga was born. And... He's three years older than Moody. He's older than Jordan Poole, for crying out loud. He's 24. Which is not heralded anymore in the NBA, but but look at it. And maybe it will be. I, I, I don't know. Like He's such a fascinating case because there is the chance, this is fun to think about, or maybe not, there's the chance the Warriors just did this all backwards. You know, go back to that article we read and, and visited with Baxter Holmes of ESPN yesterday, and the insinuation... And you know what that is. It's an insinuation sensation. Tim, Tim Roy in 10 minutes. Thank you. Uh, right here on Willard and Dibs. And sorry, Tim, that we continue to uh, bastardize your great expression. Oh, I will not apologize. I, so I think it's a, it's an, uh, an honor. It's, uh, it's out of respect that we do it's that. It's completely out of respect. Yeah. So, it is. So you don't need to there you go. The curry-gasm thing he might not like. I don't know if he likes that. Well, I he just has a curry-gasm. You yeah, won't ask a, him. Oh, I will. You know me. I freaking impersonated Gabe Kapler to Gabe Kapler. You, you don't think did. I'll ask Tim Roy if I did okay? Mark Jackson to Mark Jackson yeah. many, many years ago. <laughs> and, Back when uh, that was a thing. And, totally. Uh, Mama, there goes that guest. Yeah. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, it's a, Trace it, Jackson Davis. It's possible they did this backwards, which is, in other words, was when you drafted James Wiseman and Jonathan Kaminga, you drafted long-term projects because you thought 
you were kind of done winning championships. And then it turns out you weren't. And so then these players that needed development time couldn't really have it because you were in the process of winning a ring. But now, what they do next, now they've got, and, and again, these weren't first-rounders, but this most recent draft, which it appears they nailed. It appears they nailed this draft with Pajemski in the middle slash late of the first round yep. and then purchasing their way into TJD with pick 57, is that right? Yeah. 57 at the very end of the second round. They grabbed players with college experience who were ready to come in and contribute to an NBA roster right away, which is probably what they should have done two or three years ago when they were still ready to win. And now um, you've got these guys who are ready to help, and what are they going to help you do? I'm as optimistic as the next guy, especially with what we're seeing as of late, but I am nowhere near ready to now call the Warriors a championship contender again. I don't even know what that means. I mean, if you make the playoffs nowadays, you are a championship contender. The uh, Miami Heat last year made it from the play-in to the NBA Finals. They did. Did you think that they were a championship contender when the playoffs started? No, but let's not refer to them as the rule. That was the exception. No, but I think that the exception now has become more of the rule than ever before. And if you look historically at the association as I again give a nod to Tim Roy, because I love I love getting in my car. By the time we walk to our parking spot and we get in the car, I catch a little bit yep. of Evan or Grandy, yep. whoever has it, and then we go around the association, and I love it. And I'm 6.30 to 7, I'm in the car, and yep. I'm locked in on it, and I get a healthy dose of Tim Roy. But Tim Roy in eight minutes. I think if you look historically at the association, you had to be a top one, two, or three seed to be an NBA champion, but that's not the case anymore. I agree with you, no, no, no doubt. But I also don't think that um, you know. Uh, it's great that we can use Miami as this example right now, but two things that's not going to happen often. And they also didn't win. They, 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 they didn't right, win. but they were a championship contender, which is the the nature of this conversation. Understood, understood. But I, I I'm again, I'm going to hold off on anything about like I think we're just such. We're such a pendulum fan base with this group. Right. And it's either, oh my God, the dynasty is over. You're stupid, Steve. <laughs> or, like, we going to be championship. And obviously there's something very much in the middle. And so, like, when I asked you earlier about what Wiggins said, this could be special. And I said, what is that? I, I liked your answer. You know, I, I don't know. if is this Plain a, May. Well, if the, yeah. Is that a loser mentality? Like, if I offered you right now um, the second round and at least six games in that second round, how do you feel about that? I'll take it. You'll take it. I'll take it. And I, right. I threw this out to you like last week. Like the same thing that happened last year, essentially. If I gave you the over-under on playoff wins, and I gave you this, I think, earlier this week, I set the over-under on their playoff wins at four and a half, and I think you took the under. Or maybe I was dreaming well, when I did this. I probably did. Yeah, because four and a half playoff wins means you win a series, but and then you're you're asking me that as the as they're in the ten seed, which means correct. it's unlikely they even get to the playoffs. Right, it's not highly unlikely, but it is two road games against good teams. Yeah, right That's now unlikely, but right now you're the ten, and we laid out the schedule. Yeah. And the schedule. I don't looks, think they're going to end up the ten. Right. Yeah. Let's say they end up the eight. Okay. If you're the eight, then you just need to win one game. 
one game either on the road or what one game one game one game on the road or one game at or, home or one at home right so uh, last time they were the eight they went that didn't go well they were uno dos adios yeah so that's not great in terms of the history of it but. I look at the Western Conference and Minnesota and OKC. You might as well play in Missouri, the Show Me State, because I'm going to need to see it. Mm. And I had to borrow from Guru there. They do have some good metrics, man. I think that that's a really tough team. Metrics? I think metrics. No, not metrics, metrics, because you've brought the metrics up a lot. Well, I what? love them when they serve my point. Uh, okay. And right so, now they don't. So th- then it's time for you to get served. So it's Let me serve a point. Did I get served? Well, you're the one who has always said, what do you have to be in order to actually win a championship? Top five in offense, top five in defense. All right, so do you have the top five in defensive rating right now in the NBA? Do you have it? No. Okay. I can pull it up, though. Well, yeah. I'm on the page. You are? Yeah. Um, I, I mean... If you game show music me, we're we, I don't know if we have necessarily no, the I bandwidth it. for it. I got but it, I got it, I got it. Of course I have it. Yeah, okay. Where Where are they? Minnesota? What? No, Oklahoma City. Oh, in uh, defensive rating? Yes. They are, boy. I mean, they're, advanced They're number four. It's a great question. That they're, is a great question. They're number four. I got him at number six, tied for fifth. I'm but looking at it right now. Basketball reference, Defensive yeah. rating, NBA.com. They are number four. What's their rating? 111.8. This is where it's always so interesting to me because uh, <laughs> basketball reference has them at 113.1. Well, that, that basketball reference and NBA.com. Who you think's up more day-to-day on this? Basketball reference. Really? <laughs> I don't know. What are these teams in their last 11 games? That's the real question. Yeah, it is. Why does that matter? Because the Warriors are third in offense, third in defense, and second in rebounding. LFG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Championship or bust? Bust. Championship or try again. Try again. <laughs> exactly. Well, actually, that's a way, that. that would be a way more interesting idea for the Warriors, isn't it? Well, championship the, or... We don't know if they're trying again. We don't we, know. Are we trying again with Clay? We don't know. I don't even know what they're trying. They don't know what they're trying. Championship or off the island? Mm-hmm. That's right. Championship or leave. Bye-bye. Championship or Clay again next year? <laughs> what happened? I got you. Fine. Yeah, I got you. Fine. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. No, I think that, and, and by the way, Minnesota Minnesota's number one. Number one. Radio. They're number yeah, one. Great. So, and sure. Boston is number two. Like number one. Let's not act like that's not a thing. These, these teams are they, their record is what their record is for a reason, and they are going to be right. very difficult to deal with whether they've done it before or not. You know, we we did this with Denver last year. Oh, that's cute, Denver. I know you're the favorite, but let's see what happens when the rubber meets the road. Like, you've never won a title before. And then they did. Well, now they have, Yeah, which is why I think exactly. that they are dangerous. And Phoenix, too, even though they don't have the championship pedigree, KD's won one. That's about it for Phoenix. But the Warriors have that pedigree, Mark. Got a lot of players who've won the chip. Um, KD's won two. He's won two. Whatever. Yeah, yeah two. <laughs> You know what we're sponsored by? Is it uh, In at the Ties? In at the Ties. A day like today oh to be out at Bodega Bay? It was. I was there last weekend with the lovely Christy. Speak on it. It is just, man, you want to dial out? 
They want to dial out and really just relax in the view and the fireplace and the hot tub and the give me some Jim Nance voice meals. on this. Let's go. You got to really, <laughs> really sell it. My jam, but uh, legendary all-you-can-eat Dungeness crab feeds at the Tides Wharf Restaurant. Just ninety-nine per person. And by the way, I ate at the Tides Wharf Restaurant twice. It's Woo! good. Uh, February twenty-third, March eighth, and fifteenth. Make it a getaway and ask for the crab feed special room rate. Info at inatthetides.com. Tim Roy joins us next. Curry waits in, now throws it over to Pajemski with four seconds. With three, it's a deep three. It's on the way. It's no good. Tipped up by Wiggins. Good! At the buzzer! Wiggins off balance with one hand about five feet away. Just put it up there softly. And it bounced around the cylinder and dropped through. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Okay, first and foremost, streaming live, Twitch and YouTube. Get over there. We always have a ton of fun. Um, that's what we call it when everyone's here on the chat making fun of each other. It's a ton of fun. Twitch.tv slash 95.7 The Game. YouTube.com slash 95.7 The Game. Watch us live. Dibs is a beautiful man. You can subscribe to the channel for all of the content, all the shows, every day. It's all powered by First NorCal Credit union. Sometimes when people come on the show, we call it an interview. That's too formal for this. This is our good buddy Tim Roy, voice of the dubs. Hear him on 95.7 The Game all the time. We call this a visit. That way, we can call it a visitation sensation. Thank you. Hello, Tim. Hello. How you doing, guys? Yeah, we're doing great. We're doing great. You're on your way to the arena right now, huh? Yeah, and uh, I can tell you that... um for years, uh, we have used uh, Bodega Bay and and in the tides as a way to relax. Uh, I've, I've spent many many a day there just chilling and, and enjoying life. Uh, not bad, huh? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, okay, pretty good. I am uh, I'm con- contractually obligated to ask you this actually it's not an obligation that would be an obligation sensation i'll That's stop i'll stop but no dibs, dibs challenged me he said i wouldn't ask you this and uh, and i will ask you this um we do the, the the sensation stuff you know that we do that to honor you but when when steph hit the three-pointer against the suns a week and a half ago granted do you have it this is uh, uh, tim obviously you were there you know what it sounded like but but this is this is it Okay, I called that the next day a curry gasm. Do you have any problem with that, Tim? Uh, no, I don't care. It's, it's fine. Okay. See, you <laughs> said I wouldn't time. ask. I asked. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I thought it was a great call. Like, it wasn't, you You did the call, but then you paused. But then the way you said that really captured just the idea of, like, how insane he is. Exactly. Yeah, he's, he's, he's absolutely insane. And... I try to remind myself uh, whenever I'm doing a game that this is really incredible, it's special, and it's once in a lifetime, and we all have to savor every second of watching him play because we'll never see you know, that, the like of the whole package that he has. I don't think we'll ever see that again. It's spectacular, and your calls absolutely mirror the moment. And so, just want to say, congrats, keep it up. We appreciate it, and here's to many more years of it. And you think about where this team is right now, and I don't want to put championship aspirations on a team that's barely above 500. But how does this feel right now, the way this team's playing, having won nine of eleven? 
Well, it's really funny. The, the two stretches where they had good traction and played well were the first eight games of the season and then the last few games before the All-Star break. And I think Draymond coming back from the suspension, I mean, there's no doubt that he came back refreshed. He had a good, you know, a good uh, mindset. He had cleared his mind of all the junk that was going on before. And he remembered how much he enjoys playing basketball. And he's been fantastic. You know, he's another one that will never see the like of him again. Um, And that, along with the team getting reasonably healthy, still waiting on Chris Paul coming back, but but getting guys healthy, Wiggins starting to play better. You know, the rookies are taking a better, uh, more prominent role. Kaminga's moving forward. All these things kind of factor together. Uh, to allow them to play basketball. And the way I look at the Warriors right now is that, yes, they're in the play-in bracket. Is it going to, is it, you know, impossible to get the six? No. But is it going to be really hard? You're going to have to have some help? Yes. But if I'm a team in the top half of the West, I don't really, you know, especially with the way they're playing right now, you know, if I'm a team up there, I don't know if I want to play the Warriors in a seven-game series. You know, is there a team atop the West that you would say automatically, oh, they're going to beat the Warriors in a a seven-game series, hands down? I I don't think there is. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of us agree with that. Tim Roy joining us here on Weather and Dibs on his way to the arena game against Charlotte tonight, which, of course, you can hear across the board on uh, on 95.7 The Game. Andrew Wiggins' comments caught my attention after the game, Tim, and, and there was one sentence where he basically said, we're figuring some things out, and it might be pretty special. If you take the first part of that, what do you think specifically it is that they've figured out? I think they figured out that, well, first of all, you know, that you have to have, uh, I think Draymond at five right now is their best lineup, right? And that, that means that they have to play a little differently. They have to play uh, ball movement. They have to play... Um, a lot of uh, player movement, which they like to do. But I think, you know, at times this year, I thought the ball stuck too much. And I think the other part of it, figuring out, is is that their young players have made strides. But Jemski, is, is, he's been good all year, but he's better now than he was at the beginning of the year. Kaminga is much better now than what he was at the beginning of the year. Last night, he comes down, and he's, he's the one. He's playing Draymond. He's orchestrating, hey, you got to pin down for Clay, and then you're going to get a lob, and bang, they get two points out of it because Kaminga saw that. He saw what could happen on that play. And I don't know if the beginning of the year he might have been able to see it, but I think he was a little too anxious to make something happen at the beginning of the year. So, so a lot of these things are, are, that are coming together and and I heard that comment as well, and uh, it was interesting because Andrew is not, you know, he's not a gregarious guy like uh, Draymond is. He's not um, a guy that's seen all the, you know, the pictures all over the year like Steph is. He's been asked a million questions. And for him to come out and say it in the way he did, that, that this could be special, that, that caught my ear as well. That, that's a very interesting comment, and I'm very excited to see where it goes. How important is it for Andrew to hear his own comments and internalize it and continue to play like he's played this last couple of weeks? 
Yeah, I think it's important for him to just relax and be Andrew Wiggins. And I think that um, I don't think he had a great start to the season. I think he looks better right now. He looks more focused, more centered. Uh, you know, the beginning of the year, we had a couple of games where he would go up and down the floor and you would go, okay, what's happening with Andrew? Nothing's happening right now. And so uh, I think that that's changed a little bit. I think he's battling a little bit more. I think he's like he had a really tough post-up shot last night, got defended really physically, but he fought through it and scored. Uh, so, so I think he's, he's got that level of competition we saw in 2022 that maybe we didn't see at the beginning of the year. Tim, with things are rolling and somebody comes back from injury, it can be a challenge. How do you see Chris Paul fitting into all this? Well, I, I think what it, it might mean is that, you know, maybe on the guard line, you know, the, uh, there'll be less minutes for, for certain guys. I think, you know, if Chris Paul is healthy, I think minutes for Quinones probably go away because Chris Paul will take those minutes. Uh, maybe Pajemski as the second team ball handler goes away a little bit because, you know, he's Chris Paul. But I do think that, and I'm really uh, interested to see, you know, what Chris Paul out there with Clay Thompson's going to look like. Um, I think that, you know, especially with the added confidence now that uh, Trace Jackson Davis has, I'm curious to see how that works with the three of them out there because Clay and, and TJD have a, have a nice little uh, thing going right now where Clay is looking for him. And so, so yeah, I, I think there will be some minutes restrictions, I think, on a couple of guys, but I think that's, that's all part of it. And, but I am excited because you know, Chris Paul is Chris Paul. Yeah, especially a guy who can stabilize late in games where they've been a little bit uneven in fourth quarters. What's your take on Clay Thompson early on now as a six-man? He had one explosive game, struggled a little bit last night. Are you feeling that this could be a role for Clay not only this year but maybe going forward with the Warriors? Yeah, I, I I think it is. I think it could be. I think Clay is a guy that you know. He, first of all, he is a, an incredible student of of basketball. So he knows. He's seen this happen before. You know. So when it happened, he mentioned guys like Ray Allen, whom he admired, and and so I think he sees there's precedent for this. That that it's not just something involving Clay Thompson. I think that's important too because it means that. You know, Clay kind of looks at that and, and, and will accept it better. And so uh, I think it could be a great role for him because, as we know with Clay, you know, it just takes one. It takes one shot to go through, and all of a sudden, you know, the next five are going through. So uh, I think there's a, a real chance that this could be the great, you know, part of his second act in his career because he's been, you know, I think we also tend to, you know, because of the rehab process is – is so much better now than it was, say, 20 years ago. I think we we kind of discount sometimes exactly what he's gone through. I mean, he's been through two, you know, catastrophic type in, uh, injuries that could derail anybody's career, and and so for him to come back and to play at the level he's played at since he's returned. I mean, don't forget. I mean, last year, what he had two hundred one threes last year. Yep. So it's there. We know what's there, and so I, I think. If he can embrace that, and I think he does, I think he's got a chance to have a really great 
you know, second act of his career. Yeah, Tim, what's so interesting with seemingly everybody not named Steph with the Warriors right now is we're running things through the prism of now, but also what it means for the future. And, and that's kind of my question for Clay. So maybe it is great for the second act of his career. Maybe it's great for what the Warriors need right now. But what do you think it means for free agency and what he might want going forward? You know, I don't know. That's kind of a question for Clay. That would be, you know, I don't know what he's he's looking for. I do know this about Clay, and I, I do, uh, I, I think I know him well enough to say this. I, I hope I do. That I think in his heart of hearts, I think he understands how special this whole thing has been, you know, with him, with Steph, and with Draymond. And I think in his in his heart of hearts, he would like nothing better than to end his career as a warrior and to be one of those guys that spends his entire career with one team. So I, I think that's I, I think that's something that in any discussion about you know the Clay Thompson's future that has to be in there. You mentioned Draymond Green. What's been your takeaway in terms of his behavior or his attitude since he's come back from suspension? Tim, did we lose I you? Think uh, I'm here. Okay. You got me? We got you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I thought I thought maybe I'd reached my, my word limit, and I was being, uh, that's it. You know, the piano music would start playing in the background, and, you know, they go off the stage. Uh, <laughs> no, no. We're uh, not going to play you off. Uh, so, yeah, for Draymond, I think, I think he's been really good because I think, you know, he's so smart. He's a really smart man, and I think he realized, you know, and I think Steve Kerr told him this, too, that, you know, you can't have you out there as, you know, a milk toast version, for those who remember milk toast, uh, <laughs> of Draymond Green. Uh, so, you know, to, to be a soft version of Draymond, we need you as Draymond, but we need you as Draymond not going over the line. And so I think he's done a great job with that. And I think the best example of that was the game against Phoenix. You know, here's Nurkic trying to, you know, edge him on, trying to move him around. He, Nurkic trying to bait him a little bit. And Draymond went right up to the line and stayed there. And, and and when he's that way, when he's got that fire, that passion to go with the intelligence that he has, that's when you get the Hall of Fame Draymond. Tim, uh, drive safe on the way there. Uh, I'm heading down there tonight with family. Can't wait to check this one out. Good chance for the Warriors to make it 10 out of 12. Uh, thanks for coming on. Have a great call. Always great to talk to you guys and and, and uh, Dibs. I know that you know calling your one-on-one match has really helped me in the, to be able to describe the theatrics of Stephen Curry. I appreciate that, Tim. You know we're yeah. coming up on the uh, four-year anniversary of the disgrace at Chase, and I thought I got a bad whistle from Kalena, but I I thought you treated me very fairly on the mic. I lost you. What? <laughs> Tim, did we lose you? Yeah. That I, Tim, that was yeah. perfect, actually. Yeah, perfect. Uh, that was perfect. Thank yeah. you, Tim. Thanks, Tim. All right. Yeah, yeah. there he goes. All Three right, days Tim, away from the uh, <laughs> disgrace anniversary. Really? Yeah. It was uh, it Febu- February 26, 2020. Jeez. We talk a lot about the pandemic. Right. And, and this uh, is what started it. Basically. I don't think it would have happened if it hadn't have been for you. And Steinmetz, as much as I criticize him for being half a host and all the rest of it, he actually said in the lead-up, he said, you guys are playing a one-on-one game. It was me against Low Neal, one-on-one basketball at Chase Center to 11. He goes, you're playing to 11? 
He goes, do you realize how long that's going to be? Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, not going to be that long. By 10, 12 minutes. It's going to be buckets, 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 buckets. We played for about 18 minutes, and it was 2 to 1. <laughs> and I thought I was going to die. I'm talking about I like I really wish I had seen this. Death on the court. There's video. I, mean, I know there's, there's video, but it's not like now I know. Dude, I, it's I, I wish awful. That, I wish that I could have had a courtside seat to that. Ugh. I can if I can 30 second thumbnail you, yeah. there's me dribble, 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 brick, and then there's the big fella backing me down, backing me of down, course. backing me down, backing it, me down, turn, miss, get the rebound, miss, get the rebound, miss, get the rebound, miss, and I eventually would scurry over and get it, dribble out, clear it, miss, low gets the rebound, back it down, back it down, back it down, miss, rebound, miss, rebound, miss, and Tim Roy on the Tim Roy on the mic. Yeah, it's good practice, like and you said. Kalena, the official, quote-unquote. Why you got to do that? Because I couldn't buy a call. Wow. I took an early charge, and if it was Podjemski, we're going the other way. you got to let him play. Yeah. you got to let him play. I'm giving away 170 pounds to the big fella. Yeah, you signed up for it. Yeah, sure did. Tim, you know, we're coming up on the uh, four-year anniversary of the disgrace at Chase, and I thought I got a bad whistle from Kalena, but I I thought you treated me very fairly on the mic. Tim, did we lose you? I lost you. <laughs> That's perfect. That is perfect. That's perfect. Tim, did we lose you? Yeah, we all we all lost him, Tim. Yeah. We all lost him. Uh Steph Curry was reportedly watching it from like the back channels oh, and roaring Steph with knows, laughter. Steph knows everything, sees roaring. everything, hears yes. everything. Yeah. I'm not gonna miss that. Too. Word came down that he was watching. Of course he was. Yeah. You talk about comedy. Some schmucks going out there to play on his floor. It's the house he built. Forget your uh, Joy Coy or uh, Fugazi. Joe, Joe Coy. You don't know who Joe Coy is? I've heard of him. I've heard, heard of him. I'm not a huge stand-up comedy guy. I know you're not a stand-up guy. comedy guy, but Joe no, Coy? Did I call him Joy, like, Joy Coo? You called him Joe Coy or, or Joy Coy or something. Joy Coy. Joe Coy. Joe Coy. Joe. Joe. Coy. Coo. Thank you. Coy. Yeah. I've heard of him. He's great. Yeah. He's one of the... And the Maniscalco guy you love. Maniscalco. This was way more comedy than those guys could ever offer. Oh, you might be right. Comedy. You might be right. Have you heard of Nate Bargatze? Nate Bargatze? (laughs) Is that something that, uh, you know, is that like one of those uh, drug commercials you see on on TV? It might be. Um, Side effects include. I got good news. Really? Totally off the subject. And then we can get back to Warriors. And Chris Mannix is going to join us in a little bit over a half hour. He wrote about the Warriors today. We'll set that up for you. Um, this is from Dr. Kenneth Jung, who I believe worked on Dre Greenlaw or is an expert on the surgery that Dre needed. Quote, we can confidently tell patients that at six months... That's a reasonable amount of time to be back. Of course, there are no absolutes. It depends a lot on how well he's rehabbing and how well he gains his strength back. Dr. Kenneth Jung, with regard to Dre Greenlaw, six months, and he's already had the surgery. Yeah. So if he had the surgery in mid-February, count him up, March, April, May, June, July, August, book it. He's playing on opening day. Okay, book it. You gonna book it? I booked it last year, and I was right. 
I'm going to do it again. On Brock Purdy? Yep. Well, the UCL return is a little bit more uh, reasonable in terms of that yeah. return to play. Yep. Achilles was traditionally more of a nine-month thing. Yeah, but I don't know what happened. I, Aaron Rodgers is cruising around. Right. Three weeks later. for Doc Pandia next yeah. week. And he's yeah. talked about it, the advances in not only the surgical procedure, but the ability to start the rehab quicker, I think, is what has uh, cut down the return to play protocol so much is what they've discovered is you can get back to more aggressive rehab faster than you used to be able to. Um, okay, Dr. Kenneth Jung, a foot yeah. and ankle surgeon who is a consultant to the Los Angeles Rams and was peripherally involved in the rehabilitation of, Ram- of Rams running back Cam Akers, who returned from a torn Achilles he suffered in mid-July of 21 and played in the team's regular season finale less than six months later. Okay. Um, So I don't think that he necessarily worked directly on Dre, but uh, that is his two cents based on where that particular surgery sits. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers was working to potentially come back at the end of the year, and that was not six months removed. And I would imagine he'll be good to go and good to play. If they were going to you know, play in April, he probably could come back, but he'll be ready for August. If Dre's ready by October 1, that to me would be a win. As you know, and you've talked about this a lot, um, that is sort of the mental side of the whole thing. And Jung even adds that, quote, uh, and this is from Eric Branch in the Chronicle. It's getting that confidence back, especially with an Achilles. In the back of their mind, they remember that pop in their leg. And it's being able to trust that leg again to push off and explode. It requires getting rid of that apprehension where they know they can just plant their foot in the ground and go. But, yeah. I'm, and again, like there's no pressure for week one. But to, to hear this conversation and read what Eric Branch wrote, um, certainly optimism that Dre Greenlaw will appear in a 49er uniform this next year. Yes, assuming I mean, that they don't cut him because his salary becomes fully guaranteed yeah, April 1. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think this so either, superstar but player. this is the NFL. But this is a star player. Correct, they're, they're not, but he's a star player who's playing on a repaired Achilles tendon. Understood. So, and understood. he's in the final year of his deal, so... You know, if you're Drake Greenlaw, you're definitely motivated to come back and play. His dead cap is 2.8 million. His cap hits 9.6 this year, and after that, he's got uh, voided years added on. Voided years, but this is not an unrestricted. He's an unrestricted. He can be an unrestricted free agent in 2025. You're right. Right. Well, if they if they cut him, he yes. becomes an unrestricted free agent, and they sure. take a cap hit of 2.8 million. Mm-hmm. If they decide that he can't get well enough fast enough. I mean, that's a cold-hearted move that I don't yeah, think that they'll I make. I don't think that's happening. But that's a move that they could make. All I'm saying is, if you're Dre Greenlaw, you are highly motivated to have this story be out there and to rehab and return to play because if he comes back and plays like he has, well, now you're talking about a four-year contract worth no doubt. seventy no doubt. million and $40 million guaranteed. I mean, of all, and we do this in sports a lot, when we look at an injury and we go, my God, that was bad timing. Yeah. This one is at the front of the list. Totally. Front of the list for multiple reasons. Obviously, for the 49ers, I know a lot of people believe that if that injury doesn't happen, the 49ers have a ring. 
I know a lot of people feel that way, and there's no way to prove it. Right. But um, I don't think it's a crazy thought either. Well, when you watch how he was playing yep. in uh, in yep. the first half, until and the way he got hurt, I think, makes it even more gut-wrenching. The man got hurt running onto the field. Just heading out there. And I think a lot about the Kobe Bryant Achilles tear, where he just planted his foot to that's make all, a simple cut. Yeah, that's all it is. I mean, at least right. he was playing the game, though. Yes, good yeah. point. At least he but was it, playing. I mean, you think about the Clay Thompson uh, ACL, and that was where he goes to the basket, and yep. he goes up for the dunk, and he lands awkwardly, and it's like, oh, man, that was like an athletic move. Kobe just planted his foot to make a cut. Dre Greenlaw was running on the field, and he got hurt. So crazy. It's like Martin Gramatica and the torn oh. ACL celebrating <laughs> well, a field that, goal. That one was being a fool, but uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're presented by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Chris Mannix, all over the Warriors in about a half hour. Your phone calls next, 888-957-9570. What are we looking at with the Warriors right now? Based on what we have now seen over the last 11 games, how is that sort of adjusting uh, everything from now and into the future? Uh, we'll keep taking your calls on that on Willard and Dibs. Looney at the left elbow, up top to Curry, right side of the logo, off the screen, takes a three in traffic. It's good! Wow! His fourth of the quarter. And it ties the game at 24. That was ridiculous. Now back to Willard and Dibs. Take it away, Mark. Um, We don't need to sit here and talk about the greatness of Steph Curry. It's just like this old standby now. And uh, if you want to have a curry gasm, you're welcome to do it. There's absolutely nothing getting in your way. He gave you the green yeah. light. Rock out with your Brock out. You Let's can go. gas it up yeah. now. But I, I, I just, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. Why is he playing this well? And how long is this going to go? Is this guy the Tom Brady of the NBA? He might be, although LeBron James is on the phone. Yeah. Who's got a few years head start, and he is... I mean, doing what he's doing close to 40 makes him a more likely candidate. But in answer to your first question, because normally on a two-part question, we answer the second part first and we forget the first part. But the answer to the first one is fitness. He's gotten to be so, and not gotten to be of late, but his career has been marked by a dedication to making his body stronger, faster, and better and more durable. You remember early in his career, he was he was hampered by what my former partner Mark Kreidler called uh, CBA, chronic bad ankles, and it was you know the thing, or I think it's chronic lousy ankles, whatever he said. Steph couldn't play a week or two without oh there goes the ankle, and that has mostly knock on wood gone by the wayside. His upper body's stronger, his fitness is the same if not better. And the answer to the second question, how long can he do this? Forever is the answer. I'm going to need another, while well, we're here at 95.7 The Game, yeah. Steph, we're going to need another 5 to 7 from you. Why stop there? 7 to 10? You said forever. 10 to 12? Come on. Not 5. Not totally. Six, not 7. Thank you. He turns 36 let's next week. Let's do, another, two weeks. let's do another max contract in a year and a half. Five years. Three hundred million dollars. Who says no? Right. 
I mean, cash me out one. That time. is just, no, if just, we could stay in that space sure, for just a moment. Sure. He's got two more years after this one. What do you think? <laughs> assuming that he wants to stay here, what does that look like? Does he get a um, at thirty? I think he'll be thirty-eight eight, at that point. He'll be Chris Paul. So does he get a three-year? He gets three and one fifty. That'd be a pay cut if He's, he gets fifty million a year. Well, sure, sure, sure. I just isn't he making fifty nine in a couple of years? Yeah, yeah. I, um, He's no, making fifty two no, this year. No way to know what he wants. Always seems happy. Admitted recently, thinks about retirement almost daily. Um, but, who doesn't? Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole idea of what makes him tick, where are the kids by then, yada yada yada. Like, there's truly, there's truly no way to know. We've never gone there with Steph. Oddly. Oddly, we think about Clay and Draymond's retirement way more than we do Steph's, and Steph's two years older. But he's the one who's still at the height of his powers. I like. There's no way I can look at him play right now and tell you that in two years he won't still be viable. He completely still will be. 100% confidence. I'm not saying he's going to be playing like this. He will be more effective in two years than Chris Paul is now. For sure. Right. Right. For sure. In 20 days, he turns 36. <laughs> and if you look at his like numbers, just numbers, year by year, year over year, his numbers are pretty much comparable to where they've been. Totally. His overall field goal percentage is down a little bit from last year, but the three ball is right at the career average. The free throw is. Points a game is right where it's been for. How's turnovers? Uh, turnovers are three a game, which is what his career is. Three a game. Can you tell the difference between Steph Curry now and at any other point in his career? Of the last seven years, no. Like, he's better now than he was when he was 23. Is there, but, but, but let's go back to seven years ago. Right. Is what he's doing now worse? No. Or is he still the exact same? He's... In some ways, a little bit better. Grandy, I can. T- Grandy is like this, lose it, like champing at the bit. Yeah, he's going to eat the microphone. What's this up? This is an interesting conversation because I think. Thank you. That's when, why we're having it. It's when, a radio show. When Steph Curry started, you know, the MVP years when he he yeah. took the world yes. by storm, no one knew how to defend him. Mm. He had such a unique skill set, and he changed the game. Now defenses at least have a better idea at how to defend him, and he's still putting up numbers that he did back then. If you put this Steph Curry, even at this advanced age, back when he first took over, he could put up 50 in his sleep. He is so much better now than he was back then, in my opinion. And At least least defenses make it more difficult on him. and I think this is part of what you're saying. There's no Durant, and there's no what Clay used to be. So imagine how, like, if you could cross sports... What would Bill Belichick say if he were devising a defense to go against the Warriors? You got a big game against the Warriors. Man, we're on to the Warriors. Right. Are you going to go play the Warriors? What would you do if you were Bill Belichick? I would play a triangle and two with two defenders on Steph. There you go. Going to let everyone else beat us. Anyone else beat us but Steph. And I would argue that that's what the Warriors have largely been. Outside of moments, there, right? We we watched for a couple years. There were nights where Jordan Poole could take over. Sure, there were quarters where Jordan Poole could take over. There's still there's still Game Six Clay. He would show up sometimes, 
but largely for the better part of two and a half years now, this basketball team has been, what the hell do we do when Steph's not on the floor? The Stephless minutes. Right. So therefore, a defense should be able to walk in and go, we're totally focused on you. His reaction to that <laughs> is to put up the exact same numbers that he always has. Yeah. That's absurd, and I think, Grandy, to your point, you could easily, if this were high school debate class, you could win an argument by saying this is the best he's ever been. And you said he's turning 36 in two weeks? 20 days. That's like I don't even know what to do with that. If Steph Curry were any other athlete in any other sport, you would cue the steroid accusations right now. Right. Because that's what we do... To Roger, Justin Verlander, Roger Clemens. Sure. Guys who are like, Barry you're Bonds. in your late 30s and you're getting better? What is this? What are you doing? It's not right. That doesn't make any sense. Well, this is not a Brady Anderson blip where all of a Correct. sudden, out of nowhere, Grandy makes a great point about the MVP years. The first year was 2014, 2015, pre Kevin Durant. And he averaged that year 23.8 a game. <laughs> and he shot 49% from the floor. 44% from three, and he won the MVP. They won the title that year. You skip ahead nearly 10 years, 23-24. He's averaging five more points a game. His shooting percentage is down a little bit. The three ball's down a little bit. He's shooting more often, but he's carrying this team more than he carried that team. And that team won a title, and this team at 35, almost 36. And to Grandy's point and what you're talking about, teams are... On the whiteboard. Okay, Charlotte tonight. All right, guys, we're playing the Warriors. What do they have? Well, they got Steph Curry. Right. So your defensive game plan, first and foremost, is run them off the line. Opponents of the Warriors in the NBA are no different than husbands who get sent to the grocery store. You got one job. And you're not going to do it. Don't come <laughs> back with with a Duraflame log. I asked for milk. You have one job. Stop Steph Curry. And they can't do it. Can't. They can't do it. And you, It's you, like me picking ripe avocados. <laughs> I either pick them too ripe or not ripe well, enough. Yeah, some of them, you got to open them up the second you get home. And the other ones are tough because you're like, okay, I'm going to buy one. Right. And then I'll let it sit for a couple days, and then you forget about it, and the same thing happens. I get sent to buy an avocado that's ready for tonight, and you give it the squeeze. You can't do it? It's not that I can't. It's just that I struggle. It's like stopping Steph Curry. We might need to take you off of our Safeway campaign. No, no, no. We cannot have you on a person who cannot get an, a, a tonight-ready avocado on the Safeway campaign. Not always easy. Sometimes you squeeze it, and it's either too soft or too hard. It just You never know what's going to be in there until you crack that baby open. Just bring me with you next time. I'll what show, I usually I'll do, do, Mark, it. is I, I need two avocados, so I buy three. <laughs> And it's like the old NBA, like the three Chris, to make two. Christian Okoye of avocados. Totally. You need two yards, I'm going to give three. you three. You need four yards, I'm going to give you three. It's the old NBA rule where you used to get three to make two, where you'd get <laughs> fouled in bonus and you get three shots to make two, the old three to make two. Exactly. That's how I approach avocados. Exactly. Okay. But it's like stopping Steph Curry. <laughs> There's really no easy way to do it. And yet, as Grandy was saying, so now every team, you've got 82 opponents and... They all are trying to stop you. They're trying to run you off the line. They're trying to double-team you, harass you, deny you, foul you, bump you. He's averaging 28 a night. And he still has the ability, 
because you do have to worry about your stamina and your health, but he still has the ability. We've watched it two years in a row. I know only one of them was a championship, but he has the ability. You get to the end of the year, and you're like, okay, okay, Steph, we need tonight. Like, season on the brink. We need tonight. And think about what has happened in those games. Now, granted, they did get knocked out against the Lakers, but game seven against Sacramento, game four against the Boston Celtics, he still has the ability when the whole world knows he's coming and backs are up against the wall and the season is on the brink and he can seemingly will himself to an epic, memorable performance. It's um, it's really crazy. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube. Powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Upgrade your savings dividend. Open a First NorCal first class money market today. I really haven't been thinking about this. But if this is how we feel, and I think it's damn rational, it, if Steph Curry is essentially, at minimum, we're like, oh, he's still... He's still totally at the height of his powers. I don't know if he's the best, best version of himself, but I think you can make that point. And he's about to be 36 years old. Are we reaching a point, by the way, I think we are, where it would almost be stupid to think that he's not going to still be great in two years? Maybe not this great, but like, why would Steph Curry not get another contract? Right. I mean, there's only one reason, and I won't say it out loud. But yeah, you don't decline that quickly. Nobody does. He'll decline. I think at times over the last couple of years, people have thought it was already happening. If you would ask people five weeks ago, yeah, Steph, eh, right? It looks like this whole picture looks like it's starting to wobble. And then he clicked, man. He clicked in the last six weeks. There's no, there's no better Steph than that. Right. Absolutely not. And you look at the LeBron model, a guy who, you know, physically plays, well, he used to play a much more rugged brand. Now he plays a little bit more like Steph does in terms of contact and physicality. But his decline at 39, and he just turned 39, he has the same birthday as my sister, the Caner, Hurricane Gale. At 39, you're now starting to see, I don't even know if I would call it a decline. But he's not the same player he was a couple sure. of years ago, but he's 39. He's still an all-time great, no doubt. He's still averaging just barely south of 25 a night. Right. Sure, he load manages maybe a little bit more than others. That's, I'd also say this, though, and maybe this is unfair. I don't watch a ton of Laker basketball. He's not even, the, and I know it's tight, he's not even the leading scorer on his own team. So I think that's... Okay, but, but he's averaging 25. He's amazing. Right. And he's 39. But the Lakers do not ask of LeBron what the Warriors ask of Steph. Right. They don't they don't ask the same. Three years difference though. Absolutely. So if we get to when Steph is thirty nine, they're not gonna ask of Steph, and, and theoretically Steph is still a Golden State Warrior. If they're asking Steph to still do what they're asking him to do now, that team's in trouble because he'll be thirty nine. But if you look at LeBron, he still is playing 35 minutes a night. Yeah. And he's played 49 games. No, I, so it's I, not like he's load managed a ton. I, 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 the whole calculus has changed. And I, right. don't, I don't just mean Steph or, or LeBron. 
in sports. I think Tom Brady definitely. Oh God, what was he? Forty four. Right. I mean, and he could have played another year. Sure, he or two. Absolutely. He the might nine, still the play Niners now. Kind of tried. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't know what the hell's going on. And yes, those thoughts that are going through y'all's head, mine too. And I don't mean about stuff. I just mean in a general. Sure. Sport. Like, are, what what is going on here? And is it legal? Is it not legal? I don't even know. But there's clearly whether I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a magic bullet. I don't know if it's just the way we all take care of ourselves. Yeah. Tom Brady, like you know, Tom Brady. I don't think he knew what chocolate was at 45. Like he's one of those people. They're like, "What do you have for dessert?" He's be like, "We cut up kiwi." And you're just like, that, 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 <laughs> don't do that. that that's it's not, not a dessert. That's not dessert. That's called fruit, and you can eat it, and that's great. And but, you, you just slather it with ice cream. Right. Dude. Like, this is a beer. Do you know what this is? A beer. Do, right. do you know what that is? It's like, never tried it. Don't know. I'll find out when I'm 50. So maybe it's that. These guys are unbelievable the way they take care of themselves. Right. Steph has always been in the best shape of anybody in the whole league. That's always been the case. Um, and... He has, knock on wood, even though there was a time in his career where he had chronic ankles, he has also arrived at 36 without any catastrophic the big ones. level injuries. Yeah. And I think that that's a huge part of it. Same yep. with LeBron. Same with LeBron. No catastrophic Clay Thompson-type yep. injuries. Tom Brady had the one, right? He had the one. He, he had, had the one ACL, ACL the Matt Castle year. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was early that was enough it. to where he could come back and bounce back from it well, but I think that's also part of it don't you like like the recovery of those injuries every year I mean this whole oh yeah Achilles is 6 months now when right since when you it used to be and not that long ago that if you had already had your 30th birthday and you had the Achilles tear dude that's it night night you are never going to be the same now Aaron Rodgers is out here warming up four weeks later. Right. I don't know what happened. So the same the, with the ACL. I mean, back right. in the day, the ACL, there was no surgery for it. That was it. Yeah, I tore up my knee. <laughs> my career ended. <laughs> Been cruising around for 20 years with this. Right. Yeah. And now, you know, the ACL is is just a setback, and the Tommy John is almost a rite of passage for baseball pitchers. Like, when when do you want to schedule your Tommy John so you can get that new UCL and right. start throwing you again? Come back and have three miles an hour more than you had before. Yeah, completely happens all the time. Happened to Keaton Win. Um, I do think a lot of this is what has happened to all of humanity, where now people are kids' age. Our kids can rightly, if they take care of themselves, expect to live to be in their eighties and in their nineties, and. You know, our parents, my parents aren't here any longer. Your parents are, thank God, and they're both either 80 or near 80. And Mom turns 80 in two months. Right. Just and talking to her on the way over here about they're what still we're going to do. I mean, yeah. I know your oh, mom had great. the leg issue, yeah, but they're no, in great they're doing, shape. They're doing great. And they're, they're not thinking about, like, end of days. They're thinking another good decade and then talk to me at 90 and we'll see where we go from you, there. You got Pete, Pete Carroll's in his 70s and he's out there zipping the ball 20 yards down the field at practice. Yeah, it's different. It's totally different. So I get that. I'm no spring chicken myself. <laughs> so it's what, a bootleg bochi, but, but no, I try. It works. It works. A couple of groans yeah, and grumbles. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we won the World Series. I anyway, don't even know how old yeah, I am. And did it again. Um, I, 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 I just wonder, and, and we're doing this in real time. Maybe we're looking at this all wrong. Maybe it's like, hey, hey 
And Steph's got two years left, and we got to this, and we got to that, and we got Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's got five. Maybe. It's not crazy at all. He is playing perfectly. He is himself. He appears to have fun. He is about to be 36. The Warriors are still at least somewhat viable. You have other examples. His counterpart through this era, LeBron James, is still playing at 39 and will not retire at the end of the year. Um, doctors are going to send Dre Greenlaw out for week one. I don't know, man. They're, like, I, It's not a wild thought that in, in two years, St- Steph is going to be like, yeah, let's do another three-year deal. That's not a crazy thought at all. And how does that change the calculus of the whole picture in your mind if, and I know that doesn't mean that for five more years he's going to be this, but if that's the case and this is the Steph era and everything maximize the remainder, blah, 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 all that stuff we say, if you actually had that kind of time, how does that sort of change the way that you view what, what they should do? In terms of the young players and in terms of how you construct your roster. Absolutely. And the other piece of it, and this is wildly premature because Steph has two more years on the contract after this one, but would he be open to taking a Tom Brady-like deal in order to surround him with talent? Because Tom Brady took less than he could have many, many times to get other players around him paid in order to go out there and win. And it worked. And if Steph is, you know, his last deal was four years and two hundred and fifteen million that he signed two and a half years ago. Does he get to a point where enough is enough, and he wants to win so badly that he would, you know, take less than market value? It's an interesting thought. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's wildly premature. Totally, totally. Um, we've got the Captain Clay report. It's brought to you by City Cruises. Book your one-of-a-kind experience today at citycruises.com. Clay came off the bench last night, was just one of nine from the field for a total of three points. Uh, everybody sort of was like, thank God, when that one uh, went in there toward the end. Uh, but he also picked the Lakers apart with five assists, four of which were to rookie Trace Jackson Davis, which they apparently talked about pregame. That was strategic. Clay thought there'd be an advantage there. He was absolutely right on pin downs and pick and rolls, added four rebounds and a steal. So we've watched Clay off the bench twice, and I do believe we've gotten the two ends of the spectrum. 35 points one night, three the next. But to me, the lead story is the acceptance of it, not the stats. And there might be times he looks like he's not having a great time on the court. But if he's sitting down Trace Jackson Davis before the game and saying, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do pin down, new pick and roll. I'm going to find you. You're going to get a bunch of dunks. I'm going to pass you the ball. Um, And he does. That's great. That's a huge thing for the Warriors. Yeah, and there's freedom in that for Klay Thompson in that you're coming off the bench now. The expectations of being the other splash brother maybe don't exist. And you go out there and you, and you play big night one night, small night the next, but two wins. And that ultimately is what Clay's about. He's about winning games. Man, uh, that, that that's that that's so big. And did you see this? Did you notice this fourth quarter last night, or maybe it was late third? I don't. I, I can't place it exactly. But there was a play where. It got a little chaotic. The ball got away for a second. A little bit of an open floor thing. And I think it was Pajemski, I think, 
who chased the ball down. And so it was one of those where the defense is out of place, and he popped it out to Clay, who was open for a three. And Clay passed the ball. Yeah. I was like, oh, look at that. I don't even remember how the play ended. I don't even remember how it ended. I was just like, whoa, yes. I it it it, it like it, it gave me this happy feeling in my chest. I don't even know why. I got nothing against a clay three. But I just feel like there's uh there's really been an acceptance of this, at least to start. Yeah. And that's big. That's big for Clay Thompson and the Warriors, who are in action again tonight. Tip off against the Hornets is at seven. Warriors Live is at six with none other than uh Mark Grandy. Um it's it, it says M A R C. So I thought maybe it's, is it a harder? It's a harder sound. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, oh come on! Uh, it starts at, <laughs> starts at six. Grand will be along for you. It's presented by Xfinity. At home or on the go, you get the fastest internet to all your devices. Chris Mannix is a fantastic writer and dove deep with regard to not the future of the dynasty, but but right now. What does this run mean? Where is this heading this year? Chris joins us next on Willard and Dibs. Kaminga penetrates to Draymond. He'll take a three from the left wing, and it's nothing but the bottom of the net. Somebody was chirping at him on the Laker bench, and he shows three fingers as he goes back up the floor. Bay Area is Draymond Green. And you're listening to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. All right, we're going to try to connect with Chris Mannix. I just want to throw out his headline from his most recent Sports Illustrated piece because I think it, it is the food for thought that all of us are tossing around today. The headline is, Warriors believe in themselves. Maybe you should too. So, do ya? Right? More and more? Pop quiz, hot shot. Do you? Do you believe in him? Yeah. Um, it's getting we, easier to believe in him with each passing day. We believe. We believe, indeed. Yeah. So so where is this going? I mean, that is, that is the constant question, and that means two things, this year and beyond. Let's find out what, uh, what Chris Mannix has to think. One of our favorites and a great writer out there. The article's in Sports Illustrated. Maybe you should, too. The Warriors believe in themselves. Hey, Chris, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Uh, a lot, quite a bit. Where everyone's trying to figure out, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to get the old okie doke here. But uh, so uh, it's good sometimes to get the perspective from outside the city with no emotion. Are we supposed to believe in what we're seeing right now? Well, the sample size is getting bigger by the game, right? And you know, over the last eleven, the the numbers speak for themselves. You know, winning nine out of eleven having a top three ranking in offensive and defensive efficiency, being fourth in net rating. Uh, you know, you see some of the tweaks that were made, specifically playing Draymond Moore at the five. Uh, all these things are working. And, you know, look, it's not some young team that's getting hot that you wonder if they can hold up over the course of the season. We've seen Golden State, you know, do this before. You know, granted, this has been a – a tougher season than most, but, you know, Steph's not going to tail off. He's probably only going to keep getting better. Uh, I, I think Draymond's been great since he's been back uh, in the mix. Kaminga gets better every single game, and, and I think we're now firmly all on board 
on Brandon Pajemski being, you know, what he is this year, you know, a, a solid scorer and a, one of the best rebounding guards in the league. So, you know, I, I think you can have some faith that the way the Warriors have played over these last 11 games is something that's sustainable, something they can hold up over the final 25-plus games of the season. 10-5 and five since Draymond came back, but I want to ask you more about the Steph Curry part of this because he's 20 days away from his 36th birthday, yeah. and Mark and I were just talking about what a contract extension might look like in a couple of years. Is this the new normal, Chris, with players in their mid-30s continuing to play elite basketball? You know, I, it's probably case by case, right? Um, but in today's NBA especially if you're someone like Steph Curry that plays largely on the perimeter. And look, Steph is, is abnormal too in that he is, I mean, his motor is second to none. I mean, he is constantly in motion. So his conditioning has sustained him, you know, into his thirties. But yeah, I mean, look, it, it is something that I think is, is going to become more the norm, not, not just in basketball either, but in all sports, because the training is a little bit better. The treatment's, are a little bit better. Teams are, as we've seen in the NBA, more and more wary of burning these guys out. So they're going to to go out of their way to, to make sure players are fresh and healthy over the course of every single season. So, yeah, I, I think for, you know, for top-line guys and even for second-tier guys, you know, I think you'll see a lot. You know, you see P.J. Tucker in his 40s now. Like, I, I think you're, you're going to see a lot of guys that have a particular skill set able to play deep into their 30s. Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated, with us, Willard and Dibbs. Chris, you know this. All of the talk is sort of about, like, the future. What what, what, what do you do, right? Do you kind of stick with this, the status quo? Do you make big changes? For you, what's the line that decides that? How far do they have to go for the organization to sort of stick with the current plan? I think getting to the second round and being competitive in the second round is probably the floor, you know, for, for what you'd need to see. Look, the, the play-in tournament, if, if it stays kind of the way it is right now, which is no guarantee because the Western Conference standings are as fluid as anything, but, I mean, the play-in tournament is probably going to be brutal, right? Like, I think Phoenix is still there, is where they are right now. Dallas is in there, Golden State, the Lakers. I mean, that I means it's an NBA's dream because their play-in tournament will be – have major markets and major stars competing in it. But I think getting out of the play-in tournament is going to be tough. And when you get to the first round of the playoffs, you're talking about matching up with a Denver or an Oklahoma City or Minnesota, the Clippers. Like, these are tough, tough series, you know, to try to get wins. But if the Warriors can get through a first-round series against one of those top-tier teams, and I think they've got a good chance against you know, at least a couple of them. Um, I, I think that would be enough to to double down on this version of the team and and try to build on it moving forward. And that's interesting because the Clay Thompson piece, the the deeper they go, would probably mean that he's playing pretty well as a six yeah. man. Do you see Clay looking at a future here as a six man and taking a discount, or would he be looking for greener pastures, getting more money in a new location? It's hard to say. Well, well, a couple things you said there, right? Like, there will be teams after Clay Thompson this offseason. Right? E- even though it's been a struggle for him this year, I have not talked to many, if any, people that think he's just washed, right? Like, this, it's been a tough year. Um, 
it's been a tough transition for them. This team's obviously better with Pajemski in that starting lineup. Uh, you know, Kaminga taking off has added a new wrinkle to it. Andrew Wiggins getting back to his former self, you know, the last 11 games to a few weeks is adding a new wrinkle to it. But he's still got some game left. So there will be teams. Maybe it's Philadelphia, New York, teams that are out there that are going to look to to make a run at Clay Thompson. But if I'm Clay Thompson and I don't want to leave, I, there's nothing wrong with embracing a six-man role. Like, we, it, it's a small sample size, but that Utah game was great, and maybe he can't play, you know, a 35-point, 28-minute type of game, but he could easily average, you know, 15, 16, 17 points off the bench and extend his career. I mean, we just talked about, you know, guys playing into their 30s. You know, guys like Steph can do it as, as you know, starters and stars. A guy like Clay, how he's going to do it, is adapting and and changing his game, his his place on a team. If he's willing to become a sixth man, I think you could see a, a valuable player on the Warriors or elsewhere that can play deep into his 30s. Chris, you mentioned being all in on Pajemski and who he is, but but who's he going to be? What's his ceiling? I don't know. I mean, he's fun to watch. I, I love his rebounding first and foremost. What's the average? Like seven and a half rebounds a game as a as a starter. Um, it, it's it's re, you know that's a valuable tool. Like especially if you're a small team like Golden State, if you can have a guy that's six four out there pulling down seven rebounds a game, that's a a huge huge asset to have. Um, I, I I I have to punt on that. I don't have enough information on him to, to figure out what his ceiling is. I think he can be a a starting player on a championship team. I think enough of him that he could be that type of guy. How he evolves offensively, you know, how his game diversifies the next couple of years, that's just hard to predict right now, especially when he's playing opposite someone like Steph Curry. But he, he clearly fits into what Golden State is trying to do, and it's been such a huge, uh, huge boost to them to have him playing. I'm loving your piece here at SI.com and the whole idea of do you believe, do you believe in this, do you believe in that. And I got to the do you believe in Andrew Wiggins portion of the article, and I thought you could have written 17,000 words on that, Chris, because, (laughs) I mean, Warrior fans believe and don't believe, maybe over the course of two possessions. So where do you think the belief is with Andrew Wiggins internally, and do you believe in Andrew Wiggins, Chris? I think the jury's out, you know, both internally and externally. Yeah, yeah it, it really is. Like Because, again, using the same phrase, sample size, we had a pretty big sample size of him being bad, right, early in the season. and But watching him play, you know, last night and watching some of these Warriors games over the last three weeks, it, it, he just seems to have his confidence back. And, and you can see it when he's out there on the floor. He's not hesitating. He's attacking. He's... He's making plays without thinking, um, and I think it's been contagious for him. He just gets better and better every single game. I mean, if, if you put a gun to my head, I would say, yeah, I am believing in Andrew Wiggins for the rest of this season because that that player's still there. Like, he's not an old guy. Like, that player is still there that helped the Warriors win a championship in 2022. I'm, I'm based in the Boston area. They still have nightmares about the way he played in 2022. So <laughs> I, 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 I think that guy – is still there. And I, and I think the player we've seen over the last three weeks uh, can be the guy and probably will be the guy that we've seen, that we will see over the next 25 games or so. Chris Mannix with us on Withered and Dibs. Chris, uh, th- this is interesting because right now our minds are suddenly, and your article is about the present, uh, but there's been so much talk about the future. And Joe Lacob recently said that uh, his belief in the future of the Warriors is sort of because 
We're the Golden State Warriors. We've built a brand that gets out. We are going to be a free agent destination and, and sort of meant that whether Steph is here or not. Do you, do you believe that? No. Uh, no, I don't believe. I don't believe. I, look, the New York Knicks are a brand. They have failed year after year at getting free agents. They had, look, they had two star players in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving pass on going there to sign with an organization in Brooklyn that has no fan base whatsoever and has has no brand and no identity at all. So, no, I, I don't think that the Golden State Warriors as a brand, the Chase Center as a building, living in San Francisco, like, I don't think these are the kind of allures that are automatically going to attract free agents. What free agents are attracted to, especially in this modern era where it's, it's, it's difficult to, to put together winning teams. It's going to get even more difficult, frankly, to put together winning teams because all these tax aprons are coming in. It's going to make it really hard to, to, to put that together. They're, they're attracted to, you know, star players being there already. And they're attracted to smart front offices that, that make the right decisions. That's why, look, what, what Golden State did in this past draft is, is that, that's among the reasons that guys will want to play there because they're able to get cheap talent you know, in the first and second round that can play for you right away. If you have a proven track record of hitting on these kind of draft picks and supplying star players with the kind of support that they need to win championships around them, that's what's going to lure guys there and make them a destination, not, you know, what they've done in the past. Because the past, look, the past of today's players, it's largely irrelevant. Are Steve and Steph here in Golden State part of what could also be attractive, the idea that you can come here and be a part of a share-the-ball culture and playing alongside one of the greats to ever do it? Absolutely. I mean, as long as Steph is playing, guys are going to want to play with him. There's there's no doubt about that. Uh, and Steve Kerr is, you know, look, he's he, I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know. He's a player's coach, and guys want to play for him whether it's you know with USA basketball or with the Golden State Warriors he is he's built himself into that type of uh of guy i just i mean i, I think for golden state what looking externally is probably not going to sustain them in the future it's internally like the improvements and the growth of Kaminga the rest of this year and into next next year into a guy that's ne- that's you know n- now he's at number 2 option get him into like that 1A level where he can be you know, a consistent 20, 25 point per game score like he's been over the last couple of months. And continued improvement from Pajemski, getting him to like a 15, 20 point per game score who does a whole bunch of different things. They've got room there for enough internal improvement to put them into the mix for a championship over the next two or three years while Steph, you know, presumably is still playing at this level. Chris, it's interesting that you just said that, internal versus external, because what what if it doesn't go well? What if this turns the other way? What what are the external options and and you know, we could even ask it this way, like what what are interesting names that might be on the move this offseason? Oh, it's 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 tough to it's tough to envision it right now because so many teams are they feel they're competitive, right? Like the, the the way the play-in tournament has has changed things. That you've got a lot of teams that believe that if they can just get in, they can make a run. They saw what Miami did last year, you know, going through the play-in, getting to the finals, and especially in the Western Conference, um, you've got some options there. Now, off the top of my head, 
you know, I, I think Atlanta is likely to blow it up. I, I don't know if DeJounte Murray makes a ton of sense in, in, a, in a situation like Golden State's, but he'd be available. Trey Young might be available. And the teams people are keeping an eye on at the top, most notably probably Minnesota. Like if Minnesota flames out in the first round after having this great regular season, you could see a shakeup there that maybe involves someone like a, like a Carl Anthony Towns who could be on the move. So those are the, the stars that are there. But I'll be honest with you guys, like when, when I think of Golden State, I think if, if it doesn't go well with this group, I, I don't know that the answer is trying to find someone on the outside to bring in that would make them a championship team. You, you, you might be in a position where you have to blow the whole thing up. And as painful as that might be, if you're, in, if you're looking at this team and saying, all right, we're a, a first-round team or a second-round team for the next two or three years if we just keep this group together, that's not a reason to keep a group together. That, that, you know, getting to the second round of the playoffs and having a group stay together for the entirety of their careers, that's not a, a plan for an organization. So uh, my opinion has always been if it doesn't work out with this core, it might be a, a situation where they have to go a completely different direction. And could that direction include LeBron James, a player that they were so covetous of at the deadline? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think LeBron, the people I've talked to around him have been pretty steady in saying he doesn't want to leave LA. Now that is for, you know, basketball reasons. Sure. But as much, as much lifestyle reasons. remember he signed with LA in 2018 when they were really bad. Like, it wasn't like he was going to a contender like he did with Miami and like he did when he went back to Cleveland. He, he liked the L.A. lifestyle. His kids, his family are entrenched there. And my understanding is he doesn't want to leave. And I also think the Lakers, the Lakers are as well-positioned as anyone this offseason to do something significant. They could have as many as three first-round draft picks to deal on draft night. And they could have a contract in D'Angelo Russell's and, and some other pieces that they can move to make the money work. So, you know, they're a team that's going to be aggressive in trying to to add talent to that roster. And I think they're going to be successful, and I think that's going to be enough for LeBron James to want to stay. Chris, I, before you go, I just want to make sure I fully understand, because the lack of external options, uh, that there's that situation, but you kind of also mentioned that, uh, that, that if this doesn't go well over the next 28 games, it, it, it is time to maybe blow it up. What does blow it up even look like for the Warriors if they were to do it right you know, now? It, you know, it, it, I, I think it would probably begin with moving off Clay Thompson. Maybe he wants to sign somewhere else and, and you just go with younger, cheaper options. Um, that would be the first thought that jumped to mind. Look, I, I mentioned like I, I, I live in the Boston area and I, I covered the Celtics for a long time and, and go to a lot of their games and so my, my view of building teams is often through the lens of Danny H because I, I covered him the most early in my career. And Danny's opinion is either you need to be really good or really bad. Being in the middle is not acceptable. That's why when 2012 rolled around, he dumped, you know, legends. He dumped Paul Pierce. He dumped Kevin Garnett. He dumped Rajon Rondo. That was a second round team that, that the Celtics walked away from. Um, but he, he just believed that if you're not going to be a championship contender, there's no point in keeping that group together. Now, I don't think that Mike Dunleavy in that front office will have the same approach. They'll do everything humanly possible to build a contender around Steph. But there may be a moment where you have to look and say, is what's the best solution to make this team a contender You know, four or five years from now? Is it making a, a big deal that really shakes the roster up? Chris, it's wonderful stuff, and uh, the article's a really good read, and we appreciate your time today. Anytime, guys.
Okay, Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated. An article literally ends uh, with uh, with this line: "They believe." Do you? Right. It's like a movie trailer. Completely. Nice job, Chris. It, it's really well done, and it starts with the dynasty is crumbling, or is it? The stars are aging, or are they? So the whole article kind of plays that ping pong, and that's where Warrior fans are today. You got 28 left to go. Is this thing going to get blown up, or can they make a run, or something in between? Each and every day, you mentioned this about a month ago, it's about information. What information can we glean between now and then? And while we're gleaning this information, can they make a little noise? Can they go on a run? Can they get into the play-in? Can they get in the playoff? Can they win a series? Chris said that the floor for keeping it together is the second round, which is kind of what I was saying yeah, before. Late and, second round. In other words, like second round and and with noise in yeah, that round. Like last year was Don't a late sweat. second round. Yeah, just like you, last year. Yeah, you went six and you felt like in game six you had a real chance to do it and you didn't do it. And man, you, you thought, okay, if we could, could get through this series, who knows? You'll take your chances. I didn't like their chances against Denver, but yeah. whatever, we'll never find out. But that, I think, is the floor for this year's team. Get out of the play-in, get into the playoff, pull off an upset, quote-unquote, and make a little noise. I mean, 888-957-9570. They believe. Do you? Right. I like that. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. I mean, that's what we've been asking Human all day. Human phone starter. We just yeah. did it with fewer words, but I'm used to that. Everybody can do stuff <laughs> in fewer words than me. It's funny when you yeah. say it. Yeah. It's mean when I say it. Totally. Don't say it. It's mean. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, they believe. Do you? And, and and for me, there's a secondary answer to it, um, because if I if I were to give a one word answer, my answer is yes. I don't know what that means. I believe, but I believe that this group has good basketball in it. But there's a secondary piece to this, and that's why I asked him at the end, like, okay, blow it up. What does that look like? And I know Joe Lake will be like, we're going to be aggressive. And I know there have been reports that it's like, if anybody, any big names are available, Warriors are going to be involved in this. Like, they will stop at nothing. They've proven that. I totally get it. Right. But what does that actually mean? What is it you can do? You know? Okay, fine. They're going to move off of Clay Thompson and do what? $43 million off the books. And do and what? And it's off the books anyway. And do what? Play Pajemski, the Poughkeepsie kid. Right. So, in other words, like you, blowing it up to me doesn't just mean like so. That's it. You're not playing here anymore. Well, then who is? Well, to me, blowing it up means Chris Paul's gone. We know that. Sure, that's play happening. doesn't get re-signed. Okay, and you trade Andrew Wiggins for whatever. Who's coming? That's what I mean. It doesn't well, help you. It's completely anti-Lakeup to just be like. Yeah, we're sending money out the door. These guys didn't work. It's not they didn't work. It's they didn't work, and we think this person will. Who is that person? There's I, some free agents out there. I, I Like, here's what I'd have a hard time arguing. I'd have a hard time arguing that I can see a path of other players who are currently available who will come in, and immediately the Warriors are going to be a better team than they are now. I have a very hard time believing that because even if there are good players available, that's a big if. Can you get your hands on them? That's a bigger if. And then the last if is, even if you do, 
I mean, can they can they play well right away? You're going to have continuity right. with Steph Curry when you just got here and play in the system. It's not easy right. to just play in the system. But like what Wiggins said yesterday is really interesting because if Clay Thompson will play the six, and if Andrew, you'll play well. And if these young guys continue to grow, right. there's no question that that's the best version the Warriors can be right now. So maybe you don't need to blow it up then. If you can get into a deep second round or maybe even get in the third round. It's definitely a moment in time that would suggest the favorite is not blowing it up. This moment right now. Don't you agree? You've won 9 of 11. I mean, they could lose to Charlotte tonight, and, and Monday will we'll feel differently. Of course. Right? But that's where we are right I now. Know. We're if, on that sort of a tenuous pendulum, as if, you called it. If we wake up Monday morning and they're 28 and 28, I mean, bleep these guys. Right. Blow it up. <laughs> blow it up, blow it up. Uh, right? But if they you know win a couple more. Well, they're going to win tonight. I'm going. Okay. Yeah. What's your record this year in attendance? Um, I'm 0-1. Actually, no. I went to the. Uh, I'm actually Owen too. I went to the opener against Phoenix. Dude, you're not. Oh, well, so did I. Yeah. I lost that one yeah, too. Yeah. I haven't lost since. The lovely Christy. Right. Bought me a beer. Hang on. Shout out the Chase card. She so, got uh, a little discount. I'm trying to think of how many more. Uh, how many more did I go to? Uh, Grandy asked me to not go and to stop picking them because you know you yeah. boys had a little bit of a rough time. I was at the I game. made that up, Grandy. I, I was know. at the one where they but. beat the where they beat the Clippers. Yeah, earlier good. this year. Okay, great. And then good I think for there you. was one more. I think I'm three and three and one. Two and one? No, I'm about to be three and one. Okay. After they win tonight. Yeah. I mean, lock it in. Dude, you picked a real tough one. You see? Favored by twelve and a hook. I, I, I know it's a lot. Hey, I went against the Clippers. No, get it done. They won. Yeah. I lost to the Heat and I lost the opener to the Suns, even though the Suns were terrible that night and the Warriors were somehow a little bit worse. Somehow. Uh we're presented by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. They believe. Do you on Willard and Dibs? Jackson Davis to Curry. Curry has to shoot. It's up and no good with a clock winding down. Moody offensive rebound. Pulls it up. Pass through traffic. Ends up with Curry's hands over to Kaminga. He'll drive to the rack and a two-hand slam. Now, back to Willard and Dibbs on 95.7 The Game. Ooh, I think we're starting to feel it. Can Here you, we are. Can you smell it? I can in 11 can, minutes when it's the 5 o'clock pop, Lucas. Why don't you, you make a little run for the fridge? Smell what the Brock is cooking. Yeah, I can. Oh, baby. It's called, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. No, 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 no. Well, and I work, tomorrow. I work tomorrow, so it's, you know. Then I work Sunday. Let's go to so. uh, Dibs, half of the bag. Exactly. Yeah, I'd like to get there. Um, Boss left. The great Liana Pons is on the phone, and she wants to scream at Dibs. And Never heard of her. Always room for that. Come on, Pons. On this show. So we'll do that in a second. I also have a whoa stat for you. Whoa. Not a Woj bomb. No. Like, like whoa? Like whoa. Black Rob? Exactly. Like whoa? Okay, so I'm going to throw that at you in a second. But I just don't... Stacking teases. You tease stacking well, SOB. This is so off the subject, so I don't want to spend more than 90 seconds on it. Do it. But I can't leave for the week without getting this off my chest. Okay. The Boar's Four thing is turning into the boring four thing. Whatever. This is starting to make me mad, and it's not about the Giants. It's about baseball. This is stupid. It's February 23rd. Scott and Rob, this is on both of you. The Giants play tomorrow. And all of the GMs and owners. The Dodgers have already scored 70 runs. 
<laughs> in two games. I am not leaving anybody out. I'm not pointing at anyone. I'm pointing at everyone. Baseball, when are you going to sit down and have a real conversation about your lack of ability to entertain people? All the sports have problems. All of them. And some try to address them in different ways, and some work and don't. Some don't. We've got an in-season tournament. Good for you. Good for you. But I give Adam Silver credit because they're trying. They're trying. The NFL doesn't have to try. They print money. Did you see the salary cap? For God's sakes. It's a billion dollars or something like that. The Niners are fined. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk is coming back. Sure, they're all coming Whatever. back. Whatever. Doesn't matter. But baseball, can you please just try to entertain us? Can you try? You're sitting here with four of the top free agents. People are running around in skinny pants at spring training with actual games. This is pornography. And you've got four of the top free agents. It's really good. And nary a rumor. It's I don't even need the signing. Can somebody give me a rumor? No whispers? Nothing. It is flipping silent. No reports. No sauces. Jeff Passan can go to Cancun. No arson judge. We don't even need him right now. Right. What are we doing? John Morosi's covering hockey. Can you just try? That's all I ask. I'm like the easiest person to entertain in the world. I don't even get mad when Shanahan doesn't run the ball. No, you should. Well, but he's trying. Can you just try? It's February 20, flipping third. I haven't heard Cody Bellinger's name since Christmas. What is happening? So high! Your season's about to start. What you're really saying is Farhan... Hurry up and come in second. Well, yes. Damn it, Farhan. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hurry up and hurry up and get another silver and medal lose again. Take exactly. another L. I need some L's. Did you guys hear that the owner of Lou Malnati's Pizza in Chicago offered Cody Bellinger deep dish pizza for life if he signed with the with the Cubs? No, I did. Can we get Boudin to like give him sourdough for life or something? Dude, Not bad. Uh, as far I, I, as like deep dish for life goes, that's gonna be a no from me, dog. <laughs> Deep dish. Wait a minute. What are you doing? Are you about to take a shot at pizza? I'm taking a shot at deep dish pizza. That's enough for me, Doug. Deep dish pizza is basically lasagna wrapped up in dough. East Coast, thin crust, that's pizza. Deep dish pizza is a bastardization sensation is what it is. You're not allowed to play that when I have water in my mouth. (laughs) Don't ever do that again, Grandy. That was super close. Grandy's in his bag right now. I would have ruined all the equipment. Take a sip. Okay, hang on a second. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> yeah. it. It works even when I know it's coming. So stupid. We need deep, Tony or Mr. Amici to make a call. Exactly. No, I, I deep know. dish for life. It, you know what deep dish is for life? It's called one pizza. I understand. Because you eat one slice and you're good. Right, but I don't like the snooty. Like, I know that people who are like, I'm a pizza person. It's like, oh, the thin crust New York. There's something about, like, that's the right way that's to do it. That's the correct way to it's do it. It's kind of like someone who tells me I'm not allowed to have red wine with chicken. You don't, can do whatever just, you want, just, but it's just, you can have deep dish pizza. But honestly, if I'm thin, Cody Bellinger thick. and you offer me deep dish for life, that's a hard pass. That's not going to be 
an attraction for me to want to sign in Chicago. You do understand the restaurant is just trying to get publicity, and it worked. Well, it worked here in San Francisco. It doesn't actually care if Cody Bellinger eats pizza right. for the rest of his and life. And I've been to Zachary's in Berkeley, and it's delicious. And I'm going to pay you for that. Not a penny. Okay. Although there was a just chance checking. that they were going to. They were going to come on board, so I actually did a spec for them. But Not a bad. Again, thin crust is pizza. Uh, yes, but to your rant, dude. Major League Baseball, you stink. Oh my God. And it's, it's not so that hard, Mark. They need to... All they have to do is get with the Players Association and make some sort of a cockamamie rule that oh. says, look, if you don't sign by February 15th, then you don't get to play until May 1st. That'll never happen. Well, then, Why would the what player, are we even talking about? Well, but what, I, I just, again, get on the same page. That sport right now, the players and the owners hate, not just like hate each other. They have for decades, and, and for generations. Hate, it's never been worse than it is right now. And this is Exhibit Z. It, like, it's just on and on. And they don't want to get on the same page. And Rob Manford will hold a press conference and he'll talk more about the mirage in Vegas right. than he will about the fact that the biggest names in his sport are sitting there picking their teeth while spring training is already running. It's because the owners collectively have decided to collude totally. against Scott Boris. Yeah. And but Scott Boris in many right ways, back I at don't you. blame him. But Scott Boris right back at you. We got a mystery team. No, you don't. Shut up and get your people on the field. I, like I said, I'm not blaming anyone. I'm blaming everyone. They're right. all wrong. All of them. The beauty of the NFL is that there are seasons. Now, there's the regular season, which is awesome. There's the postseason, which is the best thing that we have in America in terms of sports. And then there's the off season. You've got the illegal tampering. You have the legal tampering season. You've got draft season. We're coming up on combine season, which is not your personal favorite. But for those of us who <laughs> like to watch... You know, 21 and 22 year olds running around in their compression shorts. And, you know, my son and I used to play a guess the 40 time game where you see the offensive line and it's like, I got (laughs) 4.92. I got 4.96. And then you watch them, wop, 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 wop. You watch them go down. Yeah, you said over unders. I'm not saying it's my favorite season, but it's a season. Then you have the schedule release, which is a thing. And then you've got exhibition, you've got OTAs, voluntary minicamps. You've got things that actually happen. Baseball has one season, waiting season. Pretty and much. They finally removed it from the actual function of the first to the ninth inning, where they clipped a half hour off to their game last year, which, which was great. Fantastic. Yeah. Now they need to clip it off of the offseason because this is just a big, fat Dud. We used to have a thing called the hot stove, which was usually in, what, about mid-November to mid-December. Right. The stove would heat up, and you'd have signings and action, and then everyone could take a break. You come back in February, we'll see you in Florida, we'll see you in Arizona, and then you get ready for baseball. But now, because of one man, one man, one man. with all the clients, and he's... You know, yeah. he's holding these teams' feet to the fire, Mark. Well, so, so is our it's YouTube. bad for business. So is our YouTube chat. I see you, uh, Cobdar. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We said 90 seconds. Turned into seven minutes. Got a little hot. It'll happen. Let's go to Leanna Pond. She's going to get us back on uh, track, and she wants to... Bring uh, the Ponds. She wants to rip you, and uh, that is Come always... Come at me, Ponds. That is always a... Uh, oh, the mouse is frozen again. Can you go to Leanna? Go to Leanna. 
for me out uh, there. Uh, you Randy, need a new battery. You. Is it wireless? Uh, no, it's wired. It's just it's just a hot mess. Yeah, jiggle the cord. Anyway, Leanna. Yeah, jiggle that thing. It's not. You jiggle it. Just. <laughs> uh, da, da, da. <laughs> it's a Friday. Uh, Leanna, hey, it ripped dibs. Go ahead. Hey, I just. Dibs, why are you ignoring me on Twitter? Yeah. Answer that. <laughs> no, 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 hold on. No, I, no. I have to give you a little bit of points there because you guys did remember my last name. I didn't give I didn't give Grandy my my last name, so I, you might get a little oh. brownie points. Oh, I know who you are, Leanna. I know who you are. I saw your tweet, <laughs> but you weren't asking for me right, to bet. Well, you were asking for him to bet, so well, I just gave it a like. I just went, boop, I see you. I okay, saw it. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, so, so Dibs, do you want to go round two or what? First of all, Pons... And I, I'm going to use your last name because you got me angry now. Wow. Uh, it's kind of inappropriate. Is it, is it my job to respond to all of the thousands of people yes. who, who try to slide yes. into my mentions Dude, on Twitter? You get like three a night. I'm four yep. or five. It, it is your responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, I'm confident in the Warriors uh, at the sixth seed. So there. What's the, well, Leanna, it Leanna, what's the bet? No, no, no. But what you gotta no, let? No, no. no, you gotta let the rest of the listeners know because now we're on this inside joke. What was the bet last year, and right. what do you want to so do the, again? The bet was, the bet was the Warriors were going to be the sixth seed, or if they made the play in, I would bring Dibs Lumpia. If not, if I won, which I did, he he gave me a shirt, two shirts, and I'm very appreciative of that. Okay, so not I'm one, two, him shirts. two shirts to redeem himself inside. Well. You're, so you're basically asking me to bet against my beloved Golden State Warriors, and so yep. the bet would be if they don't make it to the sixth seed at the end of the regular season, right? Exactly. Yeah. The reg- yeah end of the regular season. If they're no, not no, six, then I owe you Olympia. No, after seventy-seven games. Yes, at the end of the regular season. Listen, smart guy. <laughs> let me and Pons just deal this out. All right. Why are you and, and you're acting like well, well? I would never bet against. So you did it last year. She's just asking you to run it back. Exactly. Thank you, Mark. Come Thank on. you, Mark. Well, she actually go, asked Pons. you on Twitter. Pons actually said <laughs> Mark Willard can get in on the action too. What do you say? Exclam! 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 I'm in. <laughs> there. Now what? You're in on. Sure. I'll bet. I bet whatever you want. You're betting against the Warriors. I'm not. I don't have T-shirts. What do you want, Leanna? What do you want from me? You want some Trader Joe's dip, or you want uh, you want me to go over to uh, Safeway? Trader Joe's gift card. I go to I go to Safeway and get some Daisy dips. What Um, I actually did was I I I bought her a shirt (laughs) and I found a shirt, so she got two shirts. Okay. To be fair, my husband got two shirts because I don't fit in the shirt. So what size did my you get her? Wears the shirt. What are you doing? I asked her for sizing, <laughs> and? and I provided the sizing that <laughs> that was given to me via direct message. Is that true, Leanna? Did he provide the size that you asked for? Yeah, but I mean, you know, he had to give a general size. He didn't want to offend me or anything. Uh huh. I mean, you got a yeah, but there. That was a yeah, but. I mean, yeah. the lengths that I went she to went, satisfy she went, yeah. this one listener. <laughs> All right. You know what, Pons? I'm in. Let's let's run it back because right, well, I'm dying to sink my teeth into that lumpia fine. of yours. All right. Okay. All right, so, well, so we'll add Willard into the yeah. into the mix. Then so, you guys tell me off air what you guys want. Lump, lump, is it still lumpia? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Lumpia. All right. Lumpia, yeah. lumpia party at two. Like homemade, like yeah. homemade. Okay. Not lumpia. one I buy from the store, but homemade. Oh, yeah. All right. So lumpia party at two. If the Warriors do what? Like we get the lumpia if. They don't make it to the six. If they don't make it to the six. If they don't make it to the six. All right, so if they're in the play-in tournament, we eat. 
But if they make it to the six, then Gibbs is going to... I get a shirt, I get another shirt from Breaking Tea, and I get a Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's gift card. Okay. Done. I'm in. Done. Game on. Thank you, Lady. Game Have on. Have a good weekend, yeah, gentlemen. Right. You right. too, How Leanna. dare you, Pons. Pons. You're listening to 95.7 The Game. <laughs> Pons coming at me on a Friday. <laughs> KGFZ FM in HC1 San What's so funny? I was just sitting here talking to this woman, calling her Pons. What the hell are we doing? And Chris A oh, on oh, YouTube. No, I did not give her some old <laughs> Warriors XL shirt from 2014. Uh, yeah, Dibs brought home those things that are on the seats for opening <laughs> night. He stole someone's shirt. Can you shirts, finish the legal, please? Gave it to Leon. I'll start it over, Lucas. Relax. Jeez. So uptight. All right. Three, two. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM, in HD1 San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. <laughs> Hang on, mine's stuck. <laughs> this guy. I remember my first beer. Actually, I don't. It was in the 70s. <laughs> All right, I love that sound because it is Friday and it is five o'clock. Five o'clock pop brought to you by Farmer and Brewing Company, whatever time it is. And wherever you are, join us as we get ready for this weekend. We're going to be sipping on their premium light lager called Farmer's Light. It's only 99 calories, you fatties, uh, per 12 fluid ounce, uh, ounces. Go grab a six-pack from Farmer's Brewing at your nearest grocery store and enjoy the game with us and mm, the beer uh, right here on 95.7 The Game. Yeah. Cheers. Okay. Right. Cheers, brother. Good Always one. Close, but, but no, right? Like, yes or no? Yeah. Yeah? It's fine. Yeah. I mean, you're going to the right. game tonight. You're no, getting a ride. You're getting care. picked up. Yeah. Higgin gets all bent out of shape. Guys, don't do it. It's your career. Fake a sip and put it down. <laughs> look, look, look. Otherwise, uh, you're just going to waste a beer. Well, you, you, you're the one who came and brought them to us. Yeah, blame me. It's theatrics. This one's on me. All right. So <laughs> nice. If Stacy calls, it you go down. Mm-hmm. Right. Lucas goes down, mm-hmm. and he will go down hard. God, that's good. Yeah. Their beers are really good. They really are. Whose beer? Farmers. Thank you. Yeah. Farmers. You tell me you just put your farmers. mouth on a farmer. <laughs> farmers. That's what happened. Farmers Brewing Company's beers are really good. You should put your lips on a farmer because it's really good. All right. Now what do you want to talk well, about? I want to get back to the, <laughs> and I'd love to get some calls on Do you? They believe, do you? Chris Mannix, great article, SI.com. And the whole premise is, you know, do you believe in this player? Do you believe in that player? Do you believe in this player? Do you believe in the Warriors? They believe in themselves. Is this how we're going to do it for the final hour? You're doing great, Dibs. Keep it going. Oh, my God. I mean, this guy. I got the One sip in. <laughs> Literally, one sip in. The guy is point zero 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 five on the BAC, and he is off the reservation. I've lost you. <laughs> oh gosh! Yep, you have. Go ahead, lead the show. You always want more time. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's hear it. I'm not getting your crumbs. What do you got? You got to earn it. What you got, dude? You got to work for it. Come on. 
You know what I got? And this is a side conversation, a shoulder topic, and I told you this during the break. I encourage everyone to go to The Chronicle and read Ron Krojcik's piece today on Trace Jackson Davis. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. It's no, it's. I mean, you were just telling me. I haven't read it yet. I can't wait to go check just it out. The, the thumbnail is he had two life-threatening injuries before he turned six years old. Jeez. And, you know, you. I've got a young baby. You've got three kids. And your worst nightmare is thinking about something bad happening to your kid. Uh-huh. Certainly when they're, like, four years old. Yeah, when they're innocent. And he, he tied. Apparently he, like had a couple of action figures, and he tied them around a stretchy band, and he put one end of the stretchy band on the door handle, and he was seeing how far he could pull it. Oh. And then that <laughs> that exercise band Which, broke free from yeah. the door handle, flew up and hit him in the head, and fractured his skull. He was down, yeah. Not only down, but the babysitter calls his mom and says, ah, uh, you may want to come home. And then he goes to the hospital, and the first hospital is about to do a surgery, and they realize he had a fractured skull, so you go to the other hospital, and he if you ever look at it, and I've never looked at it until now, he has a scar ear to ear yep. along his forehead, and then that's not all. Two years later, when he's six, one of his associates hit him in the face with a golf club and fractured his did, eye socket. Did you call him an associate? I don't know if I've he was a friend. I've never known a six-year-old to have associates. I don't know if they like, were friends or enemies. My you know. Davis. I'm six years old. These are my associates. If any six-year-old had an associate, it would be TJ. Trace Jackson Davis. <laughs> totally. And these are my associates. One of his... Uh, That's actually a good point. About a companion. Old, he was calling his friends his associates. Right. He's not a friend. <laughs> Yelling at his teacher right. in kindergarten. One of my associates took my pencil. Totally. Uh, I could see it. Anyway. I could totally see it. Fascinating article. Anyway. If you get time pregame or, you know, I, I know you'll have time over the weekend, but look at Ron Krojcik's piece in yeah. the Chronicle. Well, Ron's great, too. Ron's great. Yeah. And right. just, you know, a lot of times the background, and you think about a player, son of an NBA player, you immediately think certain things about their life. We don't know about any of these guys' stories, and Ron does a great job of telling this harrowing tale. Um. They believe, do you, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Apparently I don't because yeah. I just bet T-shirts versus Lumpia. No, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're just trying to, uh, we're trying to set things up for some fun with one of our best listeners, yeah. Pons. And so, uh, yeah, well, we'll do that. They can still win it all from the 7 or 8 yeah, seed. I also, yeah, I also, I don't think believing in them automatically means 6 seed. They could play great. They could go twenty and nine in that final twenty nine and still end up the seven seed. Yeah, that's totally possible. So um, both things can can be true. Check this out though. Uh, February is going to come to a close here soon, right? The, the Warriors have a few more games in the month of February. Listen to this. This is courtesy of Danny Emmerman, who writes for the uh, Merck. In February, these are all rankings for the Warriors. Okay, their win percentage is eight hundred. Okay, that is fourth in the NBA. Their offensive rating is third. Their defensive rating is seventh. 125.7 points per game. That is first. 50.3 rebounds per game. That is first. 31.7 assists per game. That is first. Like, whoa. Yeah. I know that they've won 9 of 11, um, and and so it's not news to say that they're playing better, but when you start looking at ratings like that, 
And as Chris, the first thing he said when he joined us today, and Chris Mannix, YouTube of the Odyssey app, if you missed it, if you're a Warrior fan, you should definitely go hear it. The first thing he said, the sample size is getting bigger. It's getting bigger real fast. And so have the Warriors figured something out? Andrew Wiggins thinks so. They believe. Do you? Um, let's go to Gloria in the city. Hey, Gloria, what's up? You're on with Willie and Dibby. Hey, Willie and Dibby. Thank you for taking my call. I believe those stats you just read off are fantastic. That's effort and the the will to want to do it. Um, I believe in the youth. They have an assembly of youth that will mesh well with the veterans. I have a manifestation that Clay Thompson is going to excel coming off the bench, and he's going to have one of those breakout games. Like, he played like 29, 30 minutes last night, and he came off the bench. And he had that many minutes. So he, he didn't have a great game, but he had great assists. He got others involved. I think that the Warriors can make that sixth seed. And even if they didn't, they will not fall under the seventh seed. I believe, gentlemen. Thank you. Gloria, thank you. I love it. That's pretty good. That's getting loose uh, on the Warriors situation. Uh, Chris mentioned something else. I don't know how this whole thing will shake out. Uh, but, yeah, I think – did he call it an NBA wet dream? The, the Western Conference play-in tournament right, right now the seventh or ten would is be, yeah. ludicrous. Can you imagine these games with the urgency that would be attached to them? Like, Dallas has actually moved out of it. They've got the tiebreaker on the Suns. So, right now, it's the Suns at seven, the Kings at eight, the Lakers at nine, and the Warriors at ten. Dude – Forget the top six. I want to watch that. Right. I don't care about the other New Orleans. Get out of here. That would be intense. Maybe too intense. Yeah, one and done scenario. The Warriors at the Crypt against LeBron in a rematch spot from last year's postseason. The Adorables in the desert taking on KD, Booker, and company. And if the Warriors beat the Lakers, they would either get Phoenix or get the Sacramento Adorables in a second play-in game. That is a, an absolute NBA dream. But also terrifying. You know, like, you've got to win one of those basketball games. Um, look, the standings, And that's where getting to the eight is so important because then you have a little bit of a buffer. For sure. And the, the Warriors are already ahead of the Lakers in the loss column, right? The Lakers have played a lot yeah. more games than the Warriors. The Warriors have that break because of the tragedy. Um, and so right now the loss column is definitely worth looking at because if you look at the five and the six seed, you're like, whoa, the Warriors are like five or six games out here. And uh, sure, that it's not that that's not true. That's mathematics. But if you look at the loss column, the Pelicans at 22, the Mavericks, Suns, and Kings all at 23, and then next is the Warriors at 26. They're right there. They're just three back in the loss column from that whole group that's at 23, including the team that's in the sixth seed. So, I, look, it, it's not – they're going to have to play very well. They're going to have to be blessed with health. We talked earlier about the schedule. Yeah, It is the third easiest schedule in the NBA the rest of the way. Um, I, I'm going to go out on a crazy limb. They're going to win tonight. They're going to win tonight, and that's going to push them even further up the standings. 
And uh, the sixth seed is not out of the question at all. No. It's not even close to crazy. It depends on how you would do against some of the the really good teams, the world beaters, and you do have Denver coming in. Denver's at Portland tonight, then Denver comes in Sunday. If you're going to beat the Nuggets in the regular season, that's probably your best chance of the three games that you have against them. I don't know. Didn't you feel like they had them? They had them both the two times that they played them. They had them. The Joker hits a 40-foot bank shot to beat you. I don't look at Sunday as a should-lose. No, of course not. Beat Charlotte tonight. Take a day off. uh, Play the way you've played against Denver this year. You win that game. Play how you've played in February, and you laid out great metrics, and they're 8-2 and in February. And the other piece of this, and credit needs to be given to Draymond Green, they're 10-5 and since he came back, and they are plus 8 in point differential since he came back. So he definitely is a key to unlocking a lot of things. The... Wiggins-Kaminga pairing is no longer an issue since Draymond came back, and they have absolutely rolled since he returned to the team. Okay, I want to point something else out, too, and I know this is going to sound like woulda, coulda, shoulda. That's not what I mean. Lots of NBA games are close. But I think also important to point out, when you look at this winning streak that they are on, um, yes, it is nine of the last 11, but go back to just simply once they started playing basketball again after the tragedy involving right. Coach Decky. Let's go back to that moment. They returned to play on Wednesday, January 24th, and they blow out the Atlanta Hawks at Chase Center. Since then, they have lost four basketball games. That's it. By one flipping point to the Kings in double overtime by one point to the Los Angeles Lakers in overtime to the Atlanta Hawks when Steph scored 60 and then a five-point loss to the Clippers. A collapse. Where you were completely up by 15. You had that game. Yeah. So, now granted, you can always look at that through the opposite lens. You beat Phoenix because Steph hit a miracle. You beat Philly because they didn't have Embiid twice. Sure, Sure, you played the Lakers without LeBron. And and yes, there were plenty of cuppy cakeies all over the schedule. You got Memphis, you've got a couple of Utahs. But a win against Indiana at the end of a road trip on the second half on of the a back to back. On the road. Did Halliburton play? Yeah. He did? Yeah, he That's did. That's right, he did. He did. He had a very quiet game. Yeah. Yeah. So if you just look at the Warriors from that moment, and I think that's I think it's 14 games. 10 and 4. And they're 10 and 4, but you're like, dude, you're a nose hair away from being 14 and 0. Right. Like you have, and I don't even look at it that way. Forget the record, because they were nose hair away from losing some of these that they won. But they've just been. They've just been playing really good basketball. Yeah. Especially on the offensive end. I would say at the beginning of this run, games like that, the Kings, the Lakers, that loss at the Hawks where Steph scored 60, your defense was still shoddy, but that's what's now turned the corner. That 14-game stretch, man, they've been a good basketball team. Right. Really good. Well, the loss to the Clippers was... You know, three quarters of fantastic and one quarter of just terrible. Totally. And, you know, the other losses, like you mentioned, one point, one point, seven points, two overtime losses. You've been right in there, and it just looks better. Even if you didn't have a scoreboard, watching them play, they're playing harder, they're turning it over less, they're rebounding better. 
things look to be a lot more cohesive. Pods in the starting lineup is a win. If Clay can continue to be a six-man who embraces the role, and you look at the schedule, you mentioned a lot of the cupcakes that are coming up. You feel like this team can put together a good run and and at least make a push for the six. (laughs) There's no doubt. I mean, what I look for, and it does not exist the rest of the way, what I look for is like a gauntlet. Do the Warriors have any more gauntlets on the schedule? Let me go ahead and look ahead for you and tell you. The answer is no. No. They get tough games here and there. Yeah. But I'm talking about, do you have one of those road trips that's like three or four games against nothing but good teams? No. Look at next week. Next week, you're going to leave. You're going to go to Washington. You should win that game. Then you're going to go to New York. We'll see. You go to Toronto. You should win that game. And then you're going to go to Boston. That's going to be hard. It doesn't mean you can't win them, and it doesn't mean you can't blow a game you should win. But I look at that road trip, and I kind of think the baseline is two and two. Sure. It, two and two. You come back home. You do your thing. You've got the Bulls and Spurs coming to town. Giannis, too. But again, you hit the road again. There's San Antonio. There's Dallas. There's the Lakers in there, although you get a really good break. You get you get two nights off after Dallas and the Lakers. Then you're home again with some more cakes coming to town. A couple tough games here and there. Um, the hardest thing that they've got to do left, I would argue. I, I see it, yeah. Is a trip from March 26th to March 31st. You have back to you have a back-to-back in Miami and Orlando. But then, well, it starts with a trip to Minnesota, Mark. And, uh, right? Uh, the front end of that. The front yeah. end of that. That's the hardest stretch in four nights at Minnesota, at Miami, at Orlando. Well, you got five and eight too. Right. So even right. the back end of that but is the not. Ba- but the know. back end of the trip is Charlotte and the Spurs. Right, but still, those are road games. Yeah. And you know, when you're at the end of a road trip like that, San Antonio game, that'll be the third time you've played San Antonio in March. And if you're going to lose one of the three, I'm not saying you will, that's the most losable of the three, in totally, my opinion. Totally. The last game of a five-game trip when you've got five games and eight nights, that's difficult no matter who the opponent is. But to your point, that is the most gauntlety thing that's remaining on this schedule. That's it. Like Every time they've got a tough game, they squeeze in... Um, some cake. Wh- some cake. There's right the middle of the cake. There's some frosting in there. Yeah, yeah. Right, they play Dallas on April second. They play them again on April fifth. Yeah, they get Houston in between. <laughs> get a little Houston in there. Yeah, and then they're gonna have to go play the Lakers. But first, they get Utah, and then Portland on the back. And then end they get of to it. Portland. Then they got to play New Orleans, and then they get Utah again. It's just like, and again, I know we don't know health, and so we can't assume that just because it's a bad team, the Warriors are gonna beat them. But um, probably. Probably, I honestly, you look at where they are, they're 28 and 26. I think that it's absolutely an easy run to 42 wins. Oh, I was going to say 45. Right. But I'm talking easy. Like, layup to a 42 and 40 record. That's 14 and 14. Right. You can go up from there. I, I have zero doubt. So if you can even just... You tuck into some of these, you know, you got Dallas three times. Can you get one or two of those? Um, you got the Lakers a couple of times. You're going to get maybe one of those. You do that back-to-back in Miami and Orlando. Do you just get one of those? If you just grab three, four, five of those suckers, boom, there's the goal. There's your 48 wins. 47, 48 wins, whatever. Does that get you the six? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. 48, you're sniffing the six. It's going to get you the seven. Right. It's going to get you a home court for the play-in. And, and, and you know, it, right now, 
I know that's not the stated goal. Steve Kerr had a, apparently a speech for the Warriors last night before the game, and some of the guys reported that it was a pretty good one. And the stated goal is the six seed. The stated goal is avoid the play-in. Yeah. And they can do it, but if they don't, I think right now I'd be shocked if they're not seven or eight at worst. If you win 49 games and literally 49.2 wins is a 600 winning percentage. So for the sake of the discussion, let's just put it at 49, which would be a winning percentage of about 595. And right now... If you had that winning percentage, you'd be the six yep. because the Mavericks are at 589. 589 pencils out to be 48 wins. So could 48 wins be good enough for the six? It might be. It'll be close. And that would mean you wound up the year from here going 20 and eight the rest of the way. There's can also, you go 20 and eight? Yeah. Uh, I think you can. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You can't avoid or you can't afford any. Spit ups. I'd kind of be surprised if they weren't at least eighteen and ten. That's yeah. kind of for me. That's a little bit of like that. That's kind of a nice par. Eighteen and ten. You're a seven or an eight. Yeah. I would say right. Forty six be... wins get you the seven or yeah. the eight. There's also some things going on with some of these other teams that I don't really uh, understand. And we still got time for your calls. 888-957-9570. They believe. Do you? Uh, Chris Mannix on with us earlier. Really good, and that was the ending of his article. There's some things going on with some of these teams that I don't really understand. Um, I'm still not 100% sure why the Suns aren't better. I think the Mavericks are on a heater right now, so they've moved to 33-23, and but they've won seven in a row. That's not going to sustain at that level. They're going to chill out a little bit. I do think the Pelicans are a solid team. That's probably one of the top five seeds. Why the Kings aren't better, not really 100% sure. Um, I think what the Lakers are doing right now is wobbly. They've got a negative point differential. Like that's another thing to look at. I know that that's that, that that's not a perfect stat, but because the Warriors have played fewer games, it's sort of depressed where this winning percentage could go or the view of all of it. They've got a better point differential than the Lakers. They've got a better point differential than the Kings. They've got a better point differential than the Mavericks. Yeah, Those things tend to work themselves out through a season. And so, yeah, you're sitting at 10 right now. Um, I think you're going to be the 9 in four and a half hours. You're going to be the 9. And, um, and I'd be shocked if it doesn't go up from there. It should, based on the schedule and how they're playing. And, you know, we've seen them regress so many times this year. It's hard when you mention, you know, they believe, do you. This season has made us feel like maybe we shouldn't believe because every time it seems like they start stacking wins, there's that regression. Whether or not it's because Draymond Green goes out or Wiggins comes up missing or whatever the reasons have been, they haven't ever until now really gone on a prolonged roll. And you mentioned the February numbers, the metrics, they're 8-2 and in February, and we're near the end of the month. So this feels more sustainable than ever before. Totally. But part of me does reserve a little bit of the, well, we, I mean, we've seen this all year. 54 games out of 82 is not a small sample. That's well over half the year, and they've been on again, off again. I know, but here's what I think that you do have to let yourself do. First of all, dream a little bit. You're a fan. But, but I don't want you to be irrational. I, I think back to when they started the playoffs two seasons ago. 
and the feeling felt similar simply elevated at a higher conversation. But remember, the Warriors were not the one seed. Uh, They were not the two seed. They were the three seed. And if you remember what was going on two years ago, it was very much like, okay, they've been good all year, but the idea of them winning it all sort of rides on, do you believe that they're actually healthy and cohesive? Remember, Steph Curry did not play the last couple of weeks of the season. Yeah. And so we got to the end, and it was like, are you healthy at the right time? And there were question marks running around in everyone's head. Well, the answer was yes. They, they were not healthy, fully functional all year long. And then they were at the end, at the right time. Poof, they win a ring. I do think there's a little something to be said for that here. Much lower level. You're talking about right. the 10 seed. You're just barely over 500. But we know where this story has been. And some of it is explainable. Hey, Draymond, stop punching people. Some of it's not. Andrew, what's wrong with you? I don't know. But sometimes you have to give credit for a team simply clicking, simply being healthy. Clay is accepting a role. Andrew is playing. Draymond is back. The young guys are contributing. Sure, they've got to keep that up. They have to keep that to stay healthy. Right. And I don't know if they will. But I don't think that you're being myopic in any sort of a way to look at what they're doing right now and go, well, listen, all that stuff that happened this year, that's not these guys. Right. That's not this group. You mentioned that yesterday, and you made a good point about the Chris Paul return and what it means. He's rejoining a team that is markedly different than the team he left when he broke his hand. That team was more in need of his services. I do think Chris Paul will still play a role how significant that'll be determined by how he plays and how fit he's able to get. But this is a different team than the one he left. And the comp to two years ago is interesting because that team uh, wound up the year going 10 and 12 in their last 22. I was just looking at the log. They were 43 and 17. They were the two seed, six and a half back of Phoenix. They weren't going to catch Phoenix, but they were locked in at the two and Steph was hurt. And then they had a, five-game losing streak, a three-game, and a four-game all down the stretch where it looked a little bit wobbly. Wobbly is a good way to put it, and you finally got to the end of the year, and it looked like they were getting healthy, but they had their work cut out for them. And then a couple of things broke their way, which often happens where you know you, you played an injured Denver team. Phoenix wasn't in your way. Ja got hurt in the Memphis series. You remember they were down two games to one in that one. And or they were, you know, they split the first two, and Ja got hurt, and then you were able to get over the Grizzlies, and you avoided Phoenix and the rest of it. But this team, they have a lot of work to do just to get into a spot where maybe things can break their way. Well, yeah, I I look at this and go, I, like I think it's completely fair when people are like, hey, come on, chill out, they're twenty eight and twenty six. Mm, no, they're not. I mean, they are. They are, yeah, but. You know that I've always fought back against that famous Bill Parcells. Oh, and I love I it. I hate that quote. Because no, you're not. And the quote is, you are what your record says you are. And I understand what he means. I understand the thought process behind it. You, you're not allowed to change the standings just because you're playing well. You are 28 and 26. But there's an emotion behind that with which I don't agree. You are what your record says you are. No, they're not. That's not who this team is. And I can prove it. 
you can go back a month or two ago and think about some of the things that we said about the Warriors. They were definitions that we would give this team reasons that there were such problems, and those things don't exist anymore. Well, Clay's got an attitude. He would never come off the bench. What do we do? Doesn't exist anymore. Remember, Kaminga and Wiggins can't play together. Right. Now what are you going to do at that point? It's gone. Doesn't exist. So we can go through a bunch of the things that we would talk about and say, this is a problem for the Warriors. That's a problem for the Warriors. And those things don't exist anymore. So that's why, from an emotional standpoint, I would argue back against you are what your record says you are. Because this team right now, right now, I don't know where we'll go next, but right now this is not a 28-26 and team. They're so much better than that. Well, you got to go out and prove it. And And they are. Yeah, it's been good. February has been great. And, you know, some of the things that do still exist is you can't win close games. This team can't close teams out, and they've had a difficult time of doing that. And, you know, now you're in a spot where you're going to have to be able to win some of these close games. And you mentioned it before, starting to roll 8-2 and two in February, which will be their second winning month of the year. You had a losing record in November, December, and January, October, you had a plucky, hello, Christy, plucky little three and one record in October. So, outside of the truncated opening month of the year, this is your first winning month. So, yeah. you are what your record says you are, but this team has a chance to do some things to change that narrative. Okay, I love what you just brought up because I do think it's the, the bugaboo, if you will. They quote unquote, they can't win close games. Um, if you look at their wins in February, it is startling. They, it's like they have to be up by 15. To win by four. To, <laughs> right? They beat Atlanta by 22. They beat the Sixers by 12. They beat Memphis by 20. Brooklyn by 11. Philadelphia by 23. Yep. Indiana by 22. On and on, as if to say, they've got to be up by a 1,000 points in order to win. If it gets close, they'll lose. Well, I'm curious. I, I look forward to them hitting the road and getting into more, as they call them now, clutch games yeah. to see what they'll do. Because I don't expect tonight to be one of them, and neither was last night. But if you just look at recent history, you've got the game against Phoenix, Curry-Gasm, you win. Yes. But that's as narrow as it possibly could be. You've got the Clipper game, you blew it. And then you've got the Utah game. Oh my God, the you, next you, night, you blew it. You made every effort to blow it. You blew it, and, and you then they, they blew it back. And then you won. So it's a fair question. And I want to see, and we will get a bunch more of yes. them. And, uh, and how do the Warriors handle that situation? Because, uh, my God, we already know this. You're 28 and 26, and if they were just... My God, they've blown, and I mean blown, at Six? least five games. Yeah, yeah. Think yeah. What their record will be right exactly. now? Exactly. They'd, they'd be out of the playing tournament already. You know what that is, Mark? What is it? It's an exasperation sensation. It is. It is. It is. It's exhausting. It, it just makes you like go Macaulay Culkin and hold both sides of your head from home alone. It's like how? Because I, I, I mean, they even if you only blew half of those. You're 31 and 23. Oh, you'd be in the, you'd and be, now I'm not schedule? betting Leon a Ponzi. No. <laughs> I'm not betting Lumpy a Ponzi. 
And if you look at their wins, Lumpia even Bronx. back to even back to January, <sighs> you beat the Pistons by four. Yeah, good win in a clutch oh game. God, that game was disgusting. disgusting. I remember that game. Yeah, I hated that game. That game was an atrocity. Oh, they were awful. And hey, but hey, you won a close game against uh, the second worst team in and, the association. And I remember two nights. It was that w- the, the the next two games. I would argue you stunk. The, not just you stunk. That was the lowest morale moment of the season. Right. Y'all remember getting blown out by Toronto. And then three nights later, getting absolutely torched by the Pelicans at Chase Center. Yeah. Those two games. No answer for Valanchunas. None. And those two games left the Warriors 17 and 20 on January 10th. And we sat here with no answers. There were no answers. Steve, did we lose you? Nothing you could say that, right. that where you could find optimism. We were talking about play in or lottery at that point. Yeah, I lost it. Who are they going to be? Are they going to be play in? Can they even crawl in to the play in? So you're right, Mark. The expression of "you are what your your record says you are" is a bit of a misnomer because this team now that's humming eight and two in the month, ten and five since Draymond got back. This is a different team, and when CP3 comes back, and you get veteran depth, and you get everybody healthy, and the calendar turns to March, and down the stretch we come. We'll see if this team really is good enough to, quote, make a run. It looks like this team is poised to do more than limp into the 10 seed at 42 and 40. Absolutely. I mean, this team feels more like... And I mean, 50 is a little bit of a stretch. That's 50 a stretch. wins. That's a stretch. But can you get to 46? Can you get to 48 and sniff the six? That's what this team currently feels like. I think, again, 46 to me is a baseline. I, yeah. Like, like if they're blessed with health, I, I think that that's, that's a, that's a no-doubter. That's Looking 18 and 10 the rest of the way. 18 and 10 the rest of the way. And it's fair. I think it's fair. To look at the Western Conference right now, and and I think it's overrated when we go. They've never done it before. It's like okay, but they're they're ballers, and these teams are really good. And so Minnesota, Oklahoma City, you know, I get it. I, they probably don't want to play the Warriors in the first round. Totally understand that, but I, I sort of look at it from a let's even go broader than that. Um, the West does not have a dominant team. They do not have a team that has that look. I would argue maybe even the NBA doesn't. Maybe it's Boston. Yeah. Maybe the Boston Celtics. Right? They're forty four and twelve. I get it. They're 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 gonna be the one seed in the East. They're the big bad dog. But you look up and down the NBA right now and you're like, who's just like terrifying? I don't really think it exists. And it didn't exist last year when you look at the right. the standings at the end of the year, the Nuggets were first the first seed with fifty three wins, Mark. This is not the Warriors going sixty five and seventeen and God forbid I mentioned seventy three and nine, which I'm not gonna do. Please don't. But the Nuggets fifty three. The Warriors were forty four wins as a six seed. They they were right there. Yep. I mean, this year you win forty eight and you might be the six. It's a little bit Top heavy with you know, three more. or four teams, I think. I think it's deeper. Yes. It's just not that team or exactly. two where you're like you're you're insurmountable. And I don't I don't think there was last year either, honestly. I mean, Denver with fifty three wins, they ended up winning it all, but yep. they were not so dominant. They no. weren't even as dominant as Phoenix the year before. No. 
No, I mean, they had that look. They've got Jokic, blah, 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 coming off of the MVP season at the time. Totally understand all that. But, uh, look, um, I know these are moments, and uh, and you've got to finish them, and the definition of a great team is the team that, that handles their business in the fourth quarter. So the Warriors have to do all that, but this is a team that beat the Phoenix Suns last week. This is a team that's had the Nuggets dead to rights twice. This is a team that had the Clippers down by 15 just last week. Uh, this is a team that's had two unbelievably memorable games against the Oklahoma City Thunder. This is a team that's already beaten the Boston Celtics in their building already this year. Um, I could go on and on and on. Um, they've played these teams, and they are right there. And at times, that was a lesser version of who they are now. So, um, again, we're answering the larger question, they believe, do you? I think in this moment we do. It's all sort of pending. It's all based on what happens next. We're assuming health, which we can't and and shouldn't do. Um, I would just put it this way. I'm not thinking about things that I won't for a while in terms of a championship. I just think about it more in terms of general optimism. And uh, and I definitely have that. Yeah, arrow up and stock up and all Warrior fans should feel the same way. And you can look at Last night's win, and you could say, well, the Lakers didn't have LeBron. I mean, what's that really worth? It's worth one. It's worth one W in the W column. Yeah. So if you happen to face a team in the playoffs and they, they don't have their best player, you don't have to apologize. I've never understood that, having to apologize for winning series in the playoffs against teams that maybe had injured players. When they beat the Cavs and Kyrie was hurt, you don't get .8 championships. You get... The trophy. Is is Draymond Green one of the Warriors' best players? Yeah, you would argue. Okay. Well, they, they, they played, what, they've played like a third of their schedule without him this year. Yeah. Well, I was going to say they've played like four years with him injured. Right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that guy's body, he's always he's always dinged up. Yep. Plays yep. so hard. Um, we're sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Your opportunity to uh, chime in uh, one more time before we head to Warrior Basketball. They believe, do you? 888-957-9570, Willard and Dips. Now, back to Willard and Dips on 95.7 The Game. If you haven't already, then quite frankly... I got to ask, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Subscribe to Willard and Dibs. It's not that hard. It's free. Free Odyssey app. You're here every day. Why don't you you go there every day? And then it's easier. Wherever you find your favorite podcast, subscribe to Willard and Dibs. While you're there, uh, do that for all of our shows. Bonte and Joe, Steiny and Goo, Gary St. Jean had a fun appearance on the Morning Roast from earlier today. You want to check that out while you're there? Uh, that's where Gary, the saintly one, uh, told me that uh, good small teams beat good big teams. Hello, fellas. Yeah. And, uh, Love the saintly one. He did. He started out with a happy Friday. And of I course. was just like, well, that's just the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich I've ever had in my life. My other favorite was... Happy uh, Friday, guys! He, he, <laughs> his, like, uh, yes! his call dropped, and then they're like, oh, yeah, let's get the saintly one back. And they get him back, and he's like, hey, it couldn't have been me. The phone's working yes, fine in Danville. Exactly. I think Bonte's trying to cut me off. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yep, yep. He was on a heater. 
and uh, gone. Yeah. So anyway, check that out. Also, I do think Warrior fans, Tim Roy and Chris Mannix, both on the show today. I think you'd enjoy that if you missed that. Mannix, I always, to me, this is a barometer. Maybe this is just me, but I do think sometimes, you know, when you're you're a fan of a team, there's two kinds of content out there, local and national. And I think we get it. For instance, let's take the Brock Purdy conversation, for example. I think we largely wanted to kick people in the face nationally when they talked about Brock Purdy this year. Because it's like, you don't, you don't understand. You're not here. You're not watching. You haven't seen everything that this organization's been through. You don't get it. And there's no such thing in the NFL as, well, he's got good players around him, so that means that any old quarterback will do. Like, that, that, that never works. That's never been a thing. So you're really frustrating us right now. Okay, fine. And so we blow off, you know, national media. Our friend Rob Parker last week, Kyle Shanahan should be fired. Okay, you, you sound ridiculous. Yeah, but just but, as a point of information, uh, he wound up 22nd in Steven Ruiz's quarterback rankings. Oh, that's fun. Thanks, Steve. So Shout out the ringer. Right. Steve, did we lose you? Good. Um, <laughs> anyway, five. Yeah. A- a- anyway. It's a rare five. I just... I lost you. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, though, I do like to check ourselves because I will also acknowledge that we are emotionally invested, therefore very open to bias. Not Tobias Harris, just Tobias. You're hot right now. I've had a few. You're in your bag. Anyway. <laughs> He's in his bag. <laughs> so let's check ourselves because we're over here like the Warriors have won 9 of 11. We're going to be championship again. So are we, are, are, are we being lame right now? And Chris Mannix, I mean, without us even asking, he threw an article on Sports Illustrated. This guy's based in Boston, okay? Fallen with Celtics. Yeah. And I know Chris a little bit. He is not prone Whoop. to milk and cookies. Chris will say it, man. And the whole damn article is basically about how the Golden State Warriors um, are back. Or maybe they never left. Not all the way back with a capital B, but they're heading back. Warriors believe in themselves. Maybe you should too. Yeah, the whole maybe thing. you well, should too. But here's the thing: go player by player, and that's kind of what he does. Yeah, and, and that's why can, I asked him about Andrew Wiggins. Totally, and he said, "Boy, that's a it's a tough one." Right, you know. Yeah, well, he, nobody knows. Well, he said of late, if this is the Andrew that you're going to get, then yeah. I had to laugh in that conversation because did he say to you the jury is still out? Yes, I'm like. The jury, he's been in the league for a decade. It's a hung jury. That's what I said to him, and he's like, yeah, it's, it's a yeah. hung jury. The jury's not allowed to still be out. Everybody went home, including the judge. He needed a snack. Well, it was a mistrial is what it was because, you know, there was a verdict, and then that verdict got overturned on appeal, <laughs> and then it got kicked up to a higher court, and we're still trying to adjudicate it's an adjudication sensation, Mark, is what it is. How many years has he played? Wiggins? Yeah. 10 uh, two, or 11? Uh, uh, Granny's in so, pregame so, mode. He missed one, eight, but that's all right. Uh, ten. This is his 11th year. Right. And 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 people are calling us going, the hey, jury's still out. Right. Well, jury's not supposed to be out for 11 years. This is just someone who is going to be amazing sometimes. I got jury duty and, next week. And, if I'm on a jury that goes 11, 11 years, <laughs> I'll be 66 when I come back to work. You're leaving. And at ten bucks a day or whatever they pay, 
I'm out, coach. I'm going to go broke. Hang on a sec. Hold on a second. I mean, we can't do 365 because there are weekends, right? Sure. Ladies and gentlemen. So That's 4,000 days. 250. Um, times 11 times, is 2750 well, no, times $10. $10, oh, $10 so that's $2,500 times 11. All right. 30 grand? 27500 bucks Over the next 11 years. Good for you. All you got to do is sit there. You don't need to do a damn thing. All you got to do is sit there. Yeah, just sit there and look like a like an idiot. Perfect. <laughs> no, you got to pay attention and take notes. No, you don't. You really do. You don't. You get reprimanded. Uh, could somebody wake up juror number seven, please? Uh, juror number seven is snoring. Hey, hey, vulnerable moment. Nobody's listening. Don't worry. Okay. Have you ever, they call it voir dire. Is that right? Oh, yeah. That's the jury selection? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at, look at Lucas. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? Why'd you, why you change languages? Let him eat. It's called voir dire. Yes. That's jury selection. I'm impressed that you know that. Have you ever, I used to watch Law & Order. Have you ever lied so that they wouldn't pick you. No. No. The thing about it is... Are you lying right now? No, I don't have to lie because I know they don't want to pick me. When the attorney... Why don't they want to pick you? Because I'm... Because you're angry? They don't know that. No, because I'm, I'm a little bit of a... I don't want to say anything right now because Granny's well, got his finger on the yeah, record button. Look at him. He's never looked more angry, Jeff. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's... It's because I'm a I'm a little bit quirky. We'll just say that. Yeah. So when that's the, when okay. the attorney says, "Yeah, that's... juror number twenty five, do you have any predispositions toward yeah. uh, attempted murders?" <laughs> Actually, no, I don't. I find them intriguing. They wouldn't. Ask you. <laughs> do you have any? That would be the funniest one ear question of all time. Juror number twenty. Do you have anything against people who kill other people? <laughs> Actually, Jim, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it a few uh, times myself. I mean, who among us hasn't? You know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. No, they tend to. Uh, they see me and they go, uh, "Juror number twenty-eight, you've been dismissed." <laughs> Just by walking in. I've been in the box a couple times. What's, what's in the box? What's in the box? Not me for very long. Wow. And I've tried to get on juries before. Back before I was, you know, really gainfully employed it's in the city, actually, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get in there. You ever been a uh, jury foreman? No, I've never been on a jury. Oh, you've never done no, it? No, I've been I've been in the voir dire I process. Did. I did it. I did it. Dave Matthews Band, I did it. Dude, you would be the... I Thank God I'm not on a jury with you. I was the foreman. Oh, God. He was guilty. That thing must have taken hours. <laughs> Guys, you got a minute? No. I'm just 30 seconds well, on why foreman, I think he's you guilty. You just got to listen. I was, you got to listen. And then, Impossible for no, you. No, when we got to the end and there's like seven people who are ready to leave and four who are like, I'm not sure, I'm like, I'm going to make you Trader Joe's dip and you're going to say you're sure. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Let's move on. And we did it. And he was guilty. And he was. I was very sure. It wasn't a big deal. Pretty sure. Yeah, he stole something. This is a no, <laughs> no big deal. All right. It's um, time. Speaking of court, let's do the defensive play of the week brought to you by East Bay Law Practice. When you need the best defense, you need to call the Bay Area's top criminal defense attorney. Visit eastbaylawpractice.com today. All right. Dibs, we're going to go back to last night. Back, 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 back. The Warriors were in control versus the Lakers, leading by 15 in the third quarter, which is usually terrifying moments. 15-point lead in the third quarter. Ever heard of that before? But then Andrew Wiggins, who you can always count on, stepped in 
and added to this thing on both ends of the floor. Back to Dinwiddie, guarded by Moody, into Davis, stops and goes up, blocked by Wiggins with weak side help, knocked it away. Moody to Curry, bounce pass Clay, Clay run off the line, shoveled inside Wiggins, layup good. What a pass by Clay Thompson, timeout LA, Warriors go up by 17, 86-69. And they stand at Jared Chase Center. Uh, at that moment, i got to be honest, I grabbed a piece of pizza and, and sat down on the couch, and I'm like, watch how they screw this thing up. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. Oh, I went the other way. But I... then Guy Santos came in and hit a three, and I'm like, I think it's going to be okay. I was a little uh, intrigued that uh, Darvin Ham waved the white flag so early. Well, they waved the Wave white flag. Wave it, Hammy. They waved it before the game started. LeBron James is sitting over there. He played in the All-Star game, and he's playing the Spurs tonight. But they hurt. They were down like 12 with four minutes left, and he's waving it? He's not hurt. He's not hurt. They were only down like by a dozen with four minutes to go, and he's like, hey, scrubs, get in there. It's like he's never seen a Warrior game before. Totally. Defensive Player of the Week brought to you by East Bay Law Practice. East Bay Law Practice knows how to go the distance for you by providing the defense you need to help reduce or eliminate your penalties. Visit eastbaylawpractice.com today. Uh, The lovely and the kids are literally sitting outside the door right now because it is time for Warrior Basketball and we going, brother. Uh, you want to do it again tomorrow? Can I get a ride to the car? Um, No. That's the wrong direction. I'll be here Monday anyway. <laughs> Broke right. my heart. Perfect. I'll see you then. <laughs> What's coming up on the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. Guess who it is, kids and campers? It's none other than Mark Grandy. Warriors Live, ahead of Warriors Hornets right here on 95.7 The Game. Thank you all for a great week and all of your engagement. For Dibs, for Grandy, for Lucas, I'm Mark. Shoot your shot. It is all you got. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. <laughs> 
And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.